Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Chaz the Icon Evans, and you are listening to The Three Counts! Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Chaz Evans, and you are listening to our WrestleMania review, and this is the three count, and with me is always my tag team partner, my partner in crime, the second in command of the three count, the man that makes the show run, he is Cliff the Red Dog Miller! And now my catchphrase. That 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 that's my catchphrase. That, that's it. Got it. Got it. Got it. And second, he is the 25-time United States coronavirus man-hunting African-American Universal WWE Intercontinental Champion. He is Chris Iola. Always happy to be here. (laughs) (laughs) And always here by my side since 2002 established. He is my little brother. He is JJ. Um, I would like to thank the uh, sidewalks for keeping me off the streets. Um, Make sure you guys wash your hands, you know, every time. And with us, a special guest. If you heard on the Super Pod last week, he is the, uh, what do you call him, the admin? The admin? I guess you call him the admin. The admin, right? He's the admin of the Facebook group Nerds of Wrestling. He has his own podcast. He's talked to a bunch of indie wrestlers, more than I can count. His name is Justin Del Rio. Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Make sure, remember, he's not affiliated with... Alberto Del Rey. Just want no, to put it out no, there. I'm not, not, I'm, I'm not related to him at all. So he's so humble. He doesn't want to get. You know, I I get it. He's your uncle, and you don't want to put that spotlight on you. That, oh, that's, that's wild. wild. <laughs> you already knew that. Yeah. Alrighty, guys. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is our WrestleMania review. Um, we're going to go through every last WrestleMania match that was too big for one night because, honestly, they could have put it on one night, but hey, you know, coronavirus. But we're going to go through every match. We're going to give it our ratings just like we've done before. Um, this time we're going to do a new thing. We're going to keep track of our predictions. So I, in my handy-dandy three-count notebook, has all of our predictions, so we'll see who was uh, right and who was wrong. So, Justin uh, Del Rio, you can uh, laugh and see uh, who was right and who was wrong. Yes. Before we begin, I got some announcements that I got to get through. So, ladies and gentlemen, the Super Pod, Greatest Wrestler of All Time, Part 1 has been released. If you have not listened to it already, 
pause this podcast right now, go back and listen to it. It's the first two rounds. It's part one. Um, Justin is on there. Uh, Ken Washington, Ken, whatever his last name is, um, from No Spots <laughs> Podcast is on there. Martin from Franken Culture, he's on there. We talk about who is the, you know, the greatest wrestler of all time. So part one is up. Go pause this podcast. Do not listen to this if you have not listened to the GOAT Super Podcast. It's the crossover. You never know you need it. So go ahead and listen <laughs> to that. Um, part two will be airing this Wednesday. You will find out who we voted as the greatest wrestler of all time. And I promise you, it's somebody who you really didn't really expect. Promise me and trust me on that one. And all- no, it's not Billy Kidman. No, it is not. Billy Kidman wasn't even in the first round. Uh-huh. And it wasn't <laughs> So, anyway, also, Big Trouble Ben Bishop, ladies and gentlemen, for those indie darling lovers right there, Big Trouble Ben Bishop will be on the show on April 20th, ladies and gentlemen. We got our first indie wrestler coming on the three count. He'll be on the show giving it up, giving his love, his support, and he will be in the hot seat debating whatever we're going to talk about on the April 20th show. Hopefully there's still wrestling to talk about. I can't wait for the earthquaking, pillar-shaking leader of the Meat Pop Express. Oh, it's going to be awesome. You're a fan, I can tell. I I am. (laughs) (laughs) Professional, man. Got to stay professional. No. Fuck that. We're on this show where we debate wrestling topics. I'll be a fucking fan if I want to, and I'll say what I want. I'm a fan of Chris Idols. I tell him that all the time while, you know, I'm making fun of him. I'm a fan of Chaz Evans while I'm making fun of him about how I beat him before. It doesn't matter. I'm still a fan. <laughs> you make fun of me the most. Let's put it out there. That's, you make fun of me the most. Actually, the guy behind you, I make fun of the most. That's actually true. JJ gets the most slack. And if you listen to the Super Pod, Greatest Wrestler of All Time podcast, and if you like hearing JJ get bullied, go listen to that shit. Because he gets bullied for two hours straight. (laughs) Exactly my point. So, before we get into the WrestleMania review, Cliff, it is time for my favorite segment of the three count, and that is the Red Dog Power Rankings! Go! You see, I just took Napster's thing. That's what happens. So, <laughs> uh, really quick, want to give a big, uh, a lot of love to Hollow Drive um, for their for their uh, their song, their cover of Danger Zone. I really enjoy, and you know, they just want to shout out, so we give it that. Um, so let's start this off, right? We're gonna go with April fifth. So normally we do a top ten um, for this instance because it's WrestleMania. We did a top twenty, and to that. I didn't give a fuck. I cheated. So, number 20. We have uh, two matches, actually, that I couldn't really decide what was going to be number 20. Uh, but big win by John Morrison, as well as a great match with Sami Zayn uh, from WrestleMania. I decided to include those uh, both at number 20 spot. So, 
That's where we start. Number 19, we welcome Kushida back from uh, his match on NXT. I thought it was deserving of a spot as well, so we threw it on there. It doesn't matter what you think. Uh, number 18, Alistair Black. Um, his WrestleMania match was deserving of a spot, so we put it up there. Uh, number 17, Dakota Kai. Uh, with her NXT match, I thought it was phenomenal, so I wanted to include that. Um, moving up, number 16, uh, this is another match from WrestleMania, and a lot of people probably have problems with it. I don't really care. Otis made the list. Uh, I like that match. Uh, number 15, uh, normally I don't include squash matches, but I had to include this match. Um, it was AEW's own Lance Archer, uh, destroying people's lives that's what we saw um i don't know what happened to marco stunt i could only imagine he's probably not coming back for a while uh number 14 <laughs> um we gotta include uh another match from aew uh sheeta uh i just can't lie i i loved watching her do her thing number 13 uh this was a match that i don't think we expected to happen well some of us did some of us didn't i'll be one of that didn't charlotte flair uh, comes at number 13. Number 12, we have uh, Bliss and Cross at WrestleMania. Number 11, um, on NXT, I like this match a lot. I don't know why I ranked it so high. So, uh, Dexter Loomis uh, was amazing. Uh, we're going to go up to number 10. We have Drew McIntyre and his big win at WrestleMania. Uh, number 9, Braun Strowman and his uh, match <laughs> is what we'll call it. So let's go ha, with number eight. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Number eight. Uh, this was actually a really great match. I thought this was deserving. Uh, Velveteen Dream uh, moving in. Uh, I love that matchup. Uh, number seven, Becky Lynch uh, at WrestleMania. Uh, oh. Number six. This was probably my favorite in any other week. I think this would be top match. Uh but let's talk about that gauntlet match with Shotzi Blackheart and all the wins that she was picking up. I loved watching her do her thing. Number five. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, do not. Hey, she is amazing. I love watching her, especially when she's I can't stand her. She looks. She looks terrible. I, I think someone said that she looks like a booger. And yeah, I was that's exactly. <laughs> what, she's like. what? But I liked it, so I liked all the I liked all the wins. I thought she looked really good, and her submission move was actually pretty fly too. She so. looks like coronavirus. Okay, that's kind of mean. I don't give a well, shit. Well, first of all, okay, you know what? Ask Chris; he will tell you. <laughs> You're right, Chris. What does <laughs> does doesn't she look like coronavirus? Because you we all know you have it. Actually, essential worker. Coronavirus worker. looks like Ruby Riot, but that's another <laughs> topic. Oh my god! <laughs> Number five, we have uh, Sammy Guevara and uh, Sean Spears at AEW. I really like their tag team match. Number four, everybody's going to have a problem with this one, but I'm okay with that. Kenny Omega. Uh, <laughs> number three, uh, triple threat match, uh, takeover type match, um, Keith Lee getting it, getting it done. It's a fucking uh, number two, um, the longest match. And WrestleMania. <laughs> so, give it up. Uh, I really did like Edge's match as long as it was. I I was definitely agreeing with it. And number one is a tie. And this is why I said I could do what I want. Um, Undertaker and Bray Wyatt. <laughs> okay, you know. 
I'll, we'll give you a pass. I agree with that one, yeah. We'll so, I guess. Will, who, who do you speak for? Speak for yourself. This is a democracy, right? Democracy. It's my show. This is a monarchy, motherfucker. Damn. Oh, my God. So, that was last week, but we are going to jump into this week's uh, power rankings. So, we're going to start off at number 10, uh, Dolph Ziggler uh, on SmackDown. And I will let you know ahead of time, he'll be the only one. That's from SmackDown on this list. Because <laughs> SmackDown sucks. <laughs> so, yeah. moving to number nine, uh, this was a return match. This was a squash match, but I, it, with so much wrestling going on today, I, I thought we have to include this. Nia Jax is on this list. Um, I'm surprised she didn't blow an ACL again. Uh, number eight, Cody Rhodes. I thought Cody's match was really great. Number seven, this one, I, I feel like I probably should have ranked this one a little lower. Because there was three different fucking matches for this, but ultimately Bianca Belair and the Street Profits have made this list. Uh, number six, uh, our new team of Air Force Ones, uh, Ricochet and Cedric Alexander, <laughs> made this list. Air Force. No, that's the name. That is that's their name. name. Ricochet and Cedric Alexander is called Air Force One. I will not accept anything other than that. Nike yeah. Law student. I don't in. care if even if, if WWE does not call them that on this show, we will call them Air Force One. Yo, they <laughs> hey, and you know who came up with that name? Lance Storm. Of all the people to come up with that name, Lance wow. fucking Storm. Yeah, I was like, Yo, you are boring as shit, and you came up with the best ag name. I'm like, I will give you that Air Force One. Uh, number five, the longest match on NXT. Uh, Johnny Gargano uh, made this list. Oh. Number four, um, following his victory at WrestleMania, Aleister Black. Um, I really did like this match with Apollo Crews, by the way, so I, I definitely had to put this up. Number three, these are my, my top three favorite matches. I'm not even going to lie. Asuka moves in after her domination of Liv Morgan. Sheeta, which I'm not going to lie, that Britt Baker match was really good. I really liked it a lot. And then my last but not least, uh, my favorite match and my favorite wrestler of this week, Io Shirai. Oh, wow. You get a clap from JJ. So you know you did good. <laughs> I, I, did, I, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. All righty. So is that, that that's that's the power rankings? That is our power rankings. Uh, I got a couple discrepancies, but we can talk about that off air. Um <laughs> I don't. I think it's just the Asian demographic. I just don't get. I'm just gonna put that at that. So, Kenny, not even Kenny. Just Kushida. I don't understand. The what is her name? The the she the, the girl that faced Britt Breaker. She uh, Shida. Yeah, her, her name. Britt Shida one. Britt. Yeah, I know. Her, I already had I my rant. I know. I already had my rant about the AEW women's division. I'm not going to go yeah, we're into not, it. Yeah. We're, we're not going to do that now. Who's your favorite? What? <laughs> what did you say? Y'all going to stop. I'm going to fire every last one of y'all. I'll do this podcast by my damn self. God damn. Reho. She looked like a fucking hoe. Okay, that's kind of me. I don't give a damn. <laughs> Y'all know this show is not a family show. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Anyway. 
years old. I don't give a fuck. I can't stand her. She's like Leo, like robbed you or something. Like you would have, yeah. She robbed me of my time and the disbelief as a wrestling fan. You want me to sit here and believe? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not getting into it. Here we go again. Here we go again. It's gonna, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it again. Not Asian schoolgirl is gonna beat the beast. Nyla Rose. Get the fuck out of here, man. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway. All right, ladies and gentlemen, before I have another aneurysm and they need to put me in the hospital, we're going to talk about Diet WrestleMania. Zero WrestleMania Light. Ladies and gentlemen, too big for one night. WrestleMania live at the, well, not live, but at the Performance Center. This is our review. We did this uh, not too long ago with the AEW Revolution pay-per-view. We're going to go through every match. We're going to give our thoughts on it, and each of us is going to give it a one, two, three, or a five-star rating. Or, if it was complete ass, we're going to give it a fucking dud. I'm going to tell you now, one match gets a dud from me. But, we'll get to that. I just don't think I know what match that is. You probably will know what match that is, my guy. You probably will. (laughs) With that being said, let us get into the three counts WrestleMania review. All right, guys. So we're gonna start with the uh, first match. We're not gonna go in order from night one, night two, but um, what we will talk about before we get into it is all overall. I hated night one. Okay, <laughs> Saturday night, I hated it. Um. I had a I had a fit. Um, I threw chairs. I was throwing things. <laughs> you can ask my little brother. He watched it with me. It was the most entertaining part of night one. Exactly. And saying something when the person watching it is the most entertaining thing. You should have live streamed it, bro. You should have been on Facebook or something. Should have. Oh. You're right, Justin. I, I should have. Night one was my favorite. I think I enjoyed the show genuinely. But I also enjoyed that you hated the show and your reaction. I think that that enhanced night one. Night two, you were too happy and positive. I think that's why I brought down night two for me. <laughs> I enjoyed night two for what it was. I enjoyed night two. What about you, Cliff? I, I just wanted to do this. And I know I know our listeners can't see this, but you guys can check out the clip show. You're right. That was me. Because I was so upset. I was so, listen, I'm going to, you know what we'll do is, uh, Cliff, you know, we'll post that picture of me. (laughs) That is the legit reaction I had to night one uh, as a whole, okay? Because I absolutely could not stand night one. Night two was a lot better. I enjoyed night two. Night two actually felt like WrestleMania for me. Maybe because it was on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, I get that. Maybe it was on a Sunday that felt like WrestleMania. But hey, that's that. So I liked what, it. You like night two? I mean night I one? Night, I I like I like I mean I was kinda of, I was thrown off by by things that happened in night one, but when I went back and watched I was like uh, it Maybe it was just terrible. the shock and awe factor at first, but yeah. I, I went back and watched it. I was like, you know, it, it really wasn't that bad. 
I mean, I don't know what happened. Did JJ fart next to you? Is that what's going on right now? Like, no, I don't, I don't know. Enjoyed night one. That's my. Well, first of all, I didn't sit around for fucking three hours. My hands like in a praying position, like I was Brit Baker. I was praying I was praying to God that He saved me from the bullshit that was night one. Praying to Seth. You <laughs> that's another thing. Y'all not gonna disrespect my Lord and Savior like that, okay? Oh, stop, stop. You family, JJ. Listen, I heard you would smack you twice with a shoe. Talking about some oh my set. This oh my God, okay? God, Jeez. why do we not celebrate Easter? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get on to the WrestleMania review. So, I'm not going in order from uh, the matches. Um, um, so we're going um from the order that I wrote the matches down on my handy dandy to reach out notebook. So, first match up is Otis versus Dolph Ziggler. Um, like I said, we're keeping track on. Uh, who was correct in their predictions in our WrestleMania review with the muscle man, Malcolm, if you have not heard that show, pause and go back and listen. So, with that being said, so, Otis versus Dolph Ziggler, the only people that got this right out of the three-count clan was Chris Idol and the Red Dog. And as we know, Otis was the uh, victor in that match. Um, if We saw on SmackDown that uh, Sonya Deville and Dolph Ziggler were in cahoots to uh, ruining the whole Mandy Rose and Otis date. We got that on SmackDown, which was the night before, and so the match we got was Otis and Dolph Ziggler. Otis win. Mandy came out. Uh, she smacked the shit out of Sonya, so I guess that means Fire and Desire is not a tag team anymore. Oh, boo-hoo, because that was the only cool tag team that was a women that was cool. So, but, Idol, Cliff, we'll start you two off first. Um, Give us uh, your thoughts on the match, because you guys were the ones that got it right. And after uh, Mr. Uh, Justin, you will go after them, and then me and Josh will uh, piggyback after you. Give it your rating. Well, tell us your thoughts first, and then give us your uh, your star rating. Who you want first? I don't care who first, because this match, honestly, I was upset that Dolph didn't win his, his first singles match in WrestleMania. So look, look here. Okay, you know how we say never bet against uh, a flair? Never bet on Dolph fucking Ziggler. <laughs> <laughs> he will let you down every time. Oh, 100%. <laughs> but um, I enjoyed the match. Um, it got the payoff that everybody expected coming. Otis gets the girl. Uh, that's the way it should have went. Shouldn't have went any other way. Um, uh, it was good. Huh? I give it three. I give it three, three stars. Yeah, yeah, I give it a three. Three out of five. Yeah, I'll have to agree. I'd give it a three out of five. I thought the story was cool. I mean, just like leading into WrestleMania, and I thought that in the end, like you were gonna have to have that feel good moment. Um, it kind of sucked. It came at Dolph's expense because, you know, I know so many people on this podcast wanted him to get his first victory at WrestleMania, but it wasn't going to fucking happen because he's Dolph fucking Ziggler and he loses to everybody. 
I'm surprised. Had they put this with like Lucha House Party, he would have lost to Kalisto. Okay, just putting that out there. Oh, but that works the service in the back. Honestly, happened. he would have though. He he would have. <laughs> but I just think I just think to, I just think that Otis was the right person, right pick, and even the way it happened with Mandy coming out and doing her thing, I think everything worked out. I was I was more shocked at the end when uh, Mandy leaned over and and kissed Otis. I was like, I that uh, just kind of takes you off. Good for Otis, not so great for Mandy. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it, it was good for what it was. Um, we all, we all kind of knew Otis was going to go over and get the girl at the end. Chaz didn't. And, um, <laughs> we saw, we saw a face turn from Mandy. So I think fire and desire, you guys are right. It's, it's done. No longer a thing. And I give it, I give it like a three out of five. I feel like the tag team, they should be fired and still desired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on board with it. Um... So, my rating would be a C plus. Oh, here he go with these fucking uh, these fucking letters. Um, I said, clear, I clearly said, I want to make sure I, I I was clearly I was I was clearly heard, right? I said a one out of five one through five stars, correct? Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure I said that. That's all. Go ahead, continue. Um, I want to only. I only wanted Ziggler to win because, you know, it's his first singles. I pers- personally didn't have a problem with Otis winning. Um, the storyline for, for me was kind of like the, the really intriguing part going into WrestleMania. So I thought it was solid. Otis gets the girl. Kudos to them. Yeah, it, it was it was cool. So here's my issue with this. Okay, first of all, coronavirus is a real thing. And if Mandy Rose kissed Otis... Like, we know, no, I mean, if anyone who followed Xavier Woods on Twitter, he said something, and me and him were on the same wavelength, because I thought oh, the God. same exact thing when that happened. I was like, oh, like, they haven't really even had a first date yet, and they're already kissing? Because if it was me, I wouldn't kiss no female after the first date. That's just me. But then again... Um, I give it a three out of five as well. Um, match was good. Yes, we all know Otis, you know, he gets the girl. It's, it's the typical, you know, story, you know, story, you know, good guy gets the girl in the end. Um, too bad it doesn't happen in real life. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the match for what it was. I, personal reasons, I like Dolph. Um, that's why I had picked Dolph to win. Um, but, you know, all in all, three out of five for me. What I, mean, I like Dolph Ziggler too, but it's just they're not doing anything for him anymore. Oh, nothing happening. Dolph? Yeah. Yeah, I mean Dolph is at this point in his career. Dolph is just the whipping boy. If they were going to push him, it should have been in, in 2013, 2014. Exactly. I agree with you, Justin. They should have pushed him in 2014, but Dolph is just yeah. Dolph's the whipping boy at this point. <laughs> exactly. Like, you, you saw on SmackDown, like, they put him with, like, apparently Sonya is with Dolph now. Like, like, what, yeah. like, are we supposed to forget yeah. that Sonya's a gay? Like, she's gay? Are we supposed to forget that? They're friends. You gotta put the two losers together. That's you gotta bullshit. put the two losers together. <laughs> oh, yeah, put the two <laughs> so losers together. So they can right. put together. So that when, you know, Otis and Mandy beat them in the mixed tag match, so they can lose together. Facts. 
So, so wait a minute, wait a minute though. I, I have I have a I have a bone to pick with you right now. Okay. A bone to pick with me. Yeah, with you. You said the good guys never get the girl in the end. That that that's what you said, right? I just got I in real life it doesn't happen. That doesn't happen like that. No. Are you healed in in real life? Is that what we're saying? Like no, you? Listen, Chris? don't get me don't get me started, Cliff. Don't get me started because you, you know I'm a heel. That, you done press the button. You don't get oh. me started on my heel three sixty five. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh gosh, you should have done that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see this now. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't want to get into personal business on the podcast, but we know I'm a heel 365. <laughs> All right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on. So next match on my uh, list, because I'm not going in order, uh, Bobby Lashley versus Aleister Black. So the two that got this correct in our WrestleMania preview was um, the host, myself, Chaz Evans, the icon, and Cliff, Red Dog Miller. So we uh, picked Aleister Black to win. The uh, other two, meaning Chris Isle and JJ, were wrong. <laughs> so um, me and Cliff will start off, giving our thoughts. I'll start off by saying, um, I knew this was going to happen. They, WWE doesn't like black people. We all know that. Um, <laughs> unless you're Samoan. They don't like black people. So, um, and honestly, Alistair Black's getting the push. Um, he's always beating up local, uh, you know, local talent. And, um, sooner or later, Alistair Black's gonna get a mega push. And this was just another step in that process. So, um, I give the match honestly. I give it a 1.5 out of 2. I mean, not out of 2. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, like, that's actually really good. This match was honestly, this could have not, this could have been on the pre-show for all I care. Oh, 100%. It couldn't even, it didn't even have to happen. Honestly, you could have put this on YouTube as a free match yeah. as they do. <laughs> And I would have been perfectly fine with it because this didn't really need to be on the WrestleMania Facebook card. Facebook Live. Facebook Live. On the yeah. WWE page. On Facebook fucking Live, for Christ's sake. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's what it gets to me. One, five out of five. What about you, Cliff? Uh, I, you know what? I love, like, the, the long story that's getting built, uh, for this matchup. It was incredible. I thought, like, the story of just, like, how hard, it was for Bobby Lashley to rise up, and then for Alistair. No, this match, this match was a one-star match. <laughs> let's just let's be honest. Um, it there was no real build to it. There was nothing to it. Obviously, we know that Rusev was supposed to be like that person against Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania, but because he hasn't signed his new deal yet, WWE was like, "Fuck off. We don't want to put you on the goddamn show." So we're just gonna put Black in the spot that uh, is gonna happen. And I I made a point. I can't really say it on the air because I have light skin. Um, Chaz, maybe you can be the person that says exactly what I quoted in the, in the chat room. But, um, yeah, I I agree with your point about Aleister Black and WWE not liking certain people. <laughs> they don't like niggas. <laughs> I'll put it out there flat and layman terms. They don't like niggas unless you're Samoan. <laughs> and why I the hell did Titus O'Neil on my screen? 
Because <laughs> Titus O'Neil makes them money, and he's a good philanthropist. That's, That's why. I I refer to it. Titus is a good public so figure. Money if he had paper and a green crayon. <laughs> I. <laughs> Anyway, go ahead. I was going to say that my biggest problem was that they had a Dutchman uh, beat a black guy. <laughs> and it's been like his last three opponents. He's just beating black people. I was like, I have a I have a small issue with this, WWE. We need to really think about what we're doing and putting out there. It's just kind of fucked up that you're letting the Dutch go around just beating people who are African-American. <laughs> Bobby Lashley was doing A-OK with Leo Rush mm-hmm. as his manager. That's gonna say. Thank that you. was the last thing Bobby Lashley good ever did, and they fucking wiped that away. Why I do not know, but we're gonna keep going. That's another pod. That's another topic for the podcast on another episode. But I'm Justin, you I'm go ahead, and then uh, JJ, you'll go, and then Idol, you'll finish them off. Um. Yeah. No. It, it it was a match that, in my opinion, did not need to happen. There's no point to the match. It was just a filler, and I give it like a a one point, just a one out of five. It's it didn't need to happen, and it, it should have been a squash in my opinion. With you know Alistair Black going over, <clears throat> I'm surprised. I'm surprised with the length on how long it was. I could have sworn it was gonna be a squash, but I was wrong. <laughs> JJ, go ahead. All right. Um. So. I was one of the people that, you know, was stupid and thought uh Bobby was gonna win. I just thought that Bobby I think I thought Bobby needed it more. Um, like you guys said, this match uh should have probably been on a pre show and if not on a pre show, shouldn't have happened. Um my grade for it will be It should have been on Facebook fucking live. My my grade for it is a fucking failure it's an f oh wow it's 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 i i didn't care about the match i was on my phone i was probably playing uh union cross or something i can't remember what i was playing um all i'm gonna say is yeah the match the match sucked there was no build-up for it uh i'm tired of lana and lashley together it it's ran its course already it's oh they're getting a divorce soon as you i mean it's 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 over and done with Rusev, I'm tired of the Rusev Lana always breaking up. It's 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 stupid. They've done it too many times at this point. I was at their wedding. It was quite beautiful. I thought so too, Justin. I was front and center. God, man, that shit was terrible. (laughs) What about you, Lido? So boring. Uh, yeah, I liked the match more than you guys did. I'd give it a two out of five. Uh, (laughs) Nothing wrong with it. But like one more, no story or build up. But there was nothing wrong with it. They didn't do anything wrong. And you know, wasn't terrible. It just you know, it, it existed. You know, real quick, if if Lashley was gonna win, he wouldn't have he. I would have honestly, if I was in a book, I would have booked Lashley to win dirty. Have Lana distract the referee or something. Have Lashley hold on to the <laughs> rope, you know, dirty pin or something. Uh, you know, but uh, it's not 2007. Lashley yeah. matches in WWE. Also, <laughs> Idol, can we can we acknowledge the fact that Lashley was wrestling in pants 
Yeah. Yeah, that's how you knew it was over. Listen here. I'm going to put it out here right now. When muscled up wrestlers go from trunks to tights, it's because they stopped working legs. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with that. I'm not either. I like the tights he had. Your muscular legs. If you hide them, that means you stopped working them. (laughs) (laughs) No leg day for you, Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) So the next match um, is Elias. Oh, God. Ugh, why do I have to talk about this? Um, Elias versus King Corbin. The only person that got this match in the prediction was JJ. <laughs> um, so you can start off God with your damn, thoughts guys. and your rating. I'll go after, um, nah, you know what? I'm gonna go last. Um, Cliff, you'll go after JJ. Uh, Idol, you'll go after Cliff. Justin, you'll go after Idol, and I'll oh, try to salvage what's left of this stupid-ass match. Um, first of all, I want to say I called it. I'd like to thank everybody for, uh, well, I thank my brain for telling me that Elias was going to win. Um, I don't like Corbin. Fuck Corbin. Fuck Corbin to the day I die. There's no reason why that man should retire Kurt Angle, and I was right. And all I'm going to say is my rating for this match would probably be uh, a D. Is that what you give it? Yeah, a D. Mm. Mm, interesting. Interesting <laughs> that you'd give it the D. <laughs> he, no. said, he said, fuck Corbin till the day I die. I give this match the D. That's what he said. <laughs> I give this match a D. Whatever. That's what I heard. I mean, I'm not going to replay it back on the podcast and listen again. I heard you say, I will fuck Corbin to the day I die. I ain't give him this beat. (laughs) (laughs) So, with that, uh, yeah, this match sucked uh, 100%. You know, I was was not a fan. Um, I felt like even even if you tried to like salvage a little bit, uh, Cor- Corbin doing like the same move like three or four times, it was just kind of like you know what I'm not into it. Um, I think I would have rated this a little higher had Corbin won. I thought maybe that'd be kind of fun to see. But uh, long story short, I gave this uh, half a star. And uh, damn, yeah, dang, that's and uh, that's yeah, better so. than what I would have given it. <laughs> so, half a star, and had a lot had Elias lost, I probably would have given this maybe like a one and a half. So it is what it is. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I don't remember shit about this match other than Elias winning <laughs> because I was like, wait, what? And then I heard his theme song, and I was like, that's what it sounds like because I've never heard it because he never wins. <laughs> so. Um, I was surprised that Elias won. I don't like his theme song, and I don't remember the match, so I'm going to give it a dud. <laughs> yeah, no, I give it, I mean, I give it like a 2 out of 10. Uh, it, it was boring. I mean, I'm happy Elias won, but it, I feel like it, it, it wasn't the match that needed to happen. So, yeah, 2 out of 10. All right, folks. 
So, we've reached the portion of where I'm going to talk about this match. Oh, God. If we remember, let's take our time machine, right? Let's go Let's go back. Uh-oh. Elias fell to his death. <laughs> just put that in. Just put, let, let our listeners li- just marinate on that. Yeah. Okay. Elias fell to his death off the whatever you want to call it, the NXT crow's nest, whatever <laughs> perch that you want to call it, whatever. Falcons, whatever the fuck it is, he fell and he landed on concrete. Okay. <laughs> Not the padded floor that's outside of the ring. He landed on concrete. The stuff that they make the sidewalk with. <laughs> Let that marinate, ladies and gentlemen. Let that marinate for a second. Oh, I'll God. give you like four seconds to marinate on it. He shouldn't have been able to wrestle. It's Elias came out like nothing ever fucking happened. It's the like problem. He- just have his whole Scar and Mufasa moment like he didn't just go Simba! He fell on fucking concrete. And what the fuck happened? He came out and smacked him with a fucking guitar. Like I said, by the way. <laughs> Selling what? Absolutely nothing. And you want to know what the fucking finish was? A fucking roll-up, and he was holding the tights, the baby face of the fucking match. The face was cheating to fucking win. Bullshit. You know what the fuck it gets from me? For the viewers at home who cannot see what I'm about to put up, it's going to spell D-U-D. Fucking dud. <laughs> this match was completely asinine. It was fucking stupid from the jump. This feud was stupid. This feud when I watch the fucking teletubbies. Good gracious. What green planet on motherfucking earth would want to watch Elias and fucking Baron Corbin wrestle with no fucking psychology, no wrestling talent, no nothing. This shit was stupid. I fucking hated it. For Christ's sake, I'd rather watch fucking Oscar versus Re-Fucking-Ho wrestle in a 30-minute Iron Man match than watch this bullshit. <laughs> Next fucking match. So <laughs> I take it you enjoyed it. That's now we know why you wanted to go last. This is how I fucking feel. That's how I feel about that bullshit of a match. God damn. Yeah, I can't wait. Well, I can't wait to clip that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that shit was stupid. 
But bro, I have to say something real quick. What do you have to say about that stupid ass match? I ain't never been so pissed off at a WrestleMania match than when goddamn Undertaker law I mean beat Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania twenty five. God fucking damn. This was stupid as fuck. No fucking psychology. No fucking intellectual This is why people think wrestling is fake. This is why. When you put on bullshit like this. I bring back Brawl for All. Bring, fuck that bullshit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Was that you on night one? After that whole match was over? That shit made, at least that shit made sense. Fucking Elias did a whole Mufasa death fall. <laughs> You couldn't make me believe if he would have screamed to his fucking mother. God damn. You gotta be oh fucking Y'all, and they put this on fucking WrestleMania. The granddaddy of them all. The showcase of the immortals. Fuck that shit. That's why this is diet WrestleMania. It fucking stinks. So <laughs> the rest of the show. Uh, what? <laughs> the rest of the show? Yo, what's the next you, match? Right. Yo, what's the next match, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking pissy mood. Cause damn, man. That match was complete asinine. Anyway, next fucking match. See, Justin Del Rio don't know. I get hyped on I get pissed off on this show every Yeah, no, he you're was, passionate, bro. I'm passionate too. He was on super uh, so he didn't see me go bull, ballistic batshit crazy. Goddamn shit. What's the next fucking match? I can't even read my fucking notes. All right. Oh. <laughs> shit. Sip of my sippy, sippy cup. Yeah. Take a breath, buddy. It's okay. No, it's not okay. Because they put this shit on fucking live tele- on live network and have people pay fucking fifty nine ninety nine for that fucking... Bullshit! It is yeah, if, not okay. Yo, know, if if there's a person out there listening, I'm sorry. If you pay sixty dollars for WrestleMania, you're fucking stupid. Fucking idiot! That's what the fuck you are. You're a yo, fucking. And you need to go get checked out for fucking mental retardation, coronavirus, and fucking diabetes. Okay, That's okay. I, I wouldn't say all that. Okay. Come on, damn. Anyway, the next match. Cast it for you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was, that, I wasn't thinking any of that, though. Beyonce didn't even like that fucking shit. And that tells you fucking something. Shit. Anyway, next match. Next match. Kevin Owens versus Seth fucking Rollins. God damn it. Shit. And everybody got that right, because we all know who the fuck was winning. The Monday Night Messiah. whoop dee fucking do. Seth Rollins beat Kevin Owens. Now, granted, we didn't expect that Kevin Owens would have, after he got his ass beat, would have said, let's do this again. Okay. So, with that being said, um, I give the match, I give it a four out of five. Um, all in all, which is, which includes the, excuse me, the novice qualification portion of the match. I enjoyed it. Um, I give it four out of five. Um, Kevin Owens is the new Shane McMahon. Um, he does death-defying bumps, and he has to have WrestleMania moments. So, 
Um, yeah. Gives a four out of five for me. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it what the fuck it was. Even though there was no uh none of his disciples showed up. But yeah, four out of five. Go ahead, uh Idol. What do you think? Um I'd give it four and a quarter. Four and a quarter. I really enjoyed the match. Um I was looking I was really looking forward to this. Big fan of both guys. I I liked it. Um big fan of the of the Kevin Owens bump from the uh the top of the WrestleMania sign. Cause uh, I'm gonna tell you how how it was like for me watching it. So he hit Seth, put him on the table, and I looked down for a second. I think I was eating or something. I can't remember. Somebody might have texted me. I can't remember. But next thing I know, I look up. Three count chat. I'm honestly, there's probably a three count chat blowing up because we all we just talk shit doing doing wrestling shows. That's all we do, guys. I put you guys on mute on that. So I look, I look down, and then I look back up, and I'm like, what the fuck? I see Kevin up on the sign, and I'm like, how did he fucking get up there? Because I didn't see him climb up there. And then I was like, oh, my God. Now, I thought Seth was going to move. That's what I thought was going to happen. I was like, oh, Seth's going to move. But no, Seth did not move. And Seth sold it beautifully. He sold it like his ribs fucking shattered. Yeah. And I really loved that. He's like, Kevin, please, I can't breathe. And Kevin <laughs> hit him with a stunner. And I was like, that's amazing. I love it. That's exactly what Kevin should have done. His Seth has been a piece of shit leading up to this match. Yeah. So. Four and a quarter. I love this match. Um, my favorite match, actual match of night one. All right, Justin. Yeah, no, I gotta agree. Um, it 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 was good build up. They they both went out there. They did their thing. The better man won. I give it a four out of five. Four out of five. JJ. <clears throat> um, for no crowd. KO was doing some crazy ass shit. That was my issue. I'm like, there's nobody there. What the fuck are you doing this for? <laughs> <laughs> so all I'm gonna say is kudos to Kevin. Oh, keep going. Yeah, kudos to Kevin because there was no crowd and there was no need for you to take that or just do that insane. I mean, just imagine there was a crowd. Holy moly, that would be cool. Even though yeah, I know that place would have went nuts. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. Honestly, I would give it a B plus. It was solid. Red Dog. <laughs> Fuck! It's just a number. Jesus, fucking letters. <laughs> anyway, um, all right. So I had I had an issue with this match, right? And it just goes to the point, And I understand who Kevin Owens is, right? And the fight, Owens fight, kind of deal. But when he got hit in the head with the bell, and they, they rang the bell, he fucking won. He won the match. Like, the good guy won. And all of a sudden, he just picked the microphone, which is like, Seth! Seth, that's not how we're going to do this! Get back in this ring and no disqualification! And you're like, what? Dude, you won the fucking match. Why do you need to start this back up? Like, it, it, To me, I was like, he's he not a hero, Cliff! Shut up, okay? He just, we just established in the last match, need a fucking match. <laughs> Clearly, because baby faces roll up and roll and have a handful of tights, and we all are okay with that. So, I agree with Cliff. 
But I wasn't okay part, with that. Don't put those words in my mouth. I but, thought it was stupid too. <laughs> but he wanted the match restarted just so what? He could get another win. So now like no, so then he what we ended up doing kick his ass like he deserved. <laughs> so then what we ended up doing was we restart this match. Kevin Owens wins again and Ultimately, like, Kevin Owens won twice at WrestleMania, which, you know, props to him. I'm glad he did. But I will give the match three and three-quarter stars for it. But I was, like, had to just complete it all the way through. I guess, like, I would have been, like, it would have been a four and a half. But I was, like, this whole thing where Kevin was, like, I, I got to win this right. You won by DQ. Dude, you won the fucking match. Just continue, okay? Just move on that with your life. Point, Cliff. Kevin said he wanted to fuck Seth up, and he didn't fuck Seth up, so he said, I'm not leaving here until I fuck Seth up. Look, man, I agree. in the words... I agree, though. I, I agree with, you know, he it, it should have had... I'm glad, I'm glad he turned into an ODQ match, because he, he wanted to fuck Seth up, and that's exactly no. what he did. No, in the words of Adam Sandler in The Longest Yard, a broken bone will heal. But a L in the scoreboard will last forever, okay? He already won the damn match. He didn't need to go back there and be like, let me beat him again. Just a little harder this time. <laughs> all he handed him the L. That's all that mattered. In the WrestleMania scoreboard, it was Kevin won, Seth zero. Now it's like, Kevin's like, no, take that match off. I want to do it again and try to get another victory here. Like, shut the fuck up, Kev. Just take your win and just go on. <laughs> it's kind of the cowardly way to win, though. I mean, not cowardly, exactly. but it's like... Exactly! Seth hit him with a bell and said, there you go, there's your fucking moment. <laughs> he exactly. had a microphone and was like, let me let me talk a little bit while I'm ringing, my, that my head is still ringing with a bell, but I'm just going to talk a little bit more. Like, shut up, man. Okay, you won the match, just go on. I'm glad you stunned him later. He won because Seth left win. That's the thing. He didn't win because he beat Seth. He won because Seth let him win. He exactly. gave him the victory. He said, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. You won. Fucking loser. <laughs> no, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad KO, you know, was like, nah, hell no, we're not ending it like that. Let's go get your ass back in the ring. I wish I wish Seth would have won that time. That would have been like, I would even be more happy than out here talking to like, because he's a fucking moron. <laughs> he's supposed to be like this, but the thing is, is like, Kevin, like, this whole time is supposed to be this smart face, right? Like, things are going to happen. He already knows it's going to happen, so he's able to kind of, like, battle back, right? We've seen it numerous times where, like, when the Messiah and all of his disciples were in the ring, he's like, if I just come down, I'm going to get my ass kicked. Yeah, you're right. You're going to get your ass kicked. So he gets help. And then all of a sudden, like, there's other points where, like, someone's looking the other way. He runs in behind, and he, like, gets the stun on Seth, right? So he does all these smart things. But, dude, like, you already won the match. Like, why do you need to go in there and kick his ass, quote-unquote, more? <laughs> no, just accept the win and move on. No, like, here, I, here's I, the dub. I, I got to highly disagree with that question. No, I'm sorry. Kevin Owens' mission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I gotta disagree. If Kev you know? would have said, in my mind, this was a loss and I want a real victory, then I probably would have taken that and I would be okay with it. But he didn't. He was just like, get back in here, Seth, and let's do this again. But who knows, who knows when we're gonna have another, you know, kind of match. I mean, he wanted a WrestleMania. Oh, no, 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 no. Who knows when we're gonna have a match? Money in the bank. 
because they're going to do that shit in the performance center because they, cause it was here in Baltimore and they canceled it. And they're already advertising that shit. So it would have happened at Money in the Bank. Don't give me that shit, Johnson. Don't give me that shit. You know who would have known when the next time we would have got that match? Vince. (laughs) Vince would have known. Were you supposed to go to Money in the Bank? No, I was going to go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm a little upset. I ain't gonna lie. I'm a little upset. Sorry, bro. It's okay, man. Because it's, yeah. All four of us were my favorite pay per views is Money in the Bank. I love the ladder match, and I love the Money in the Bank concept. So when I found out it was here in Baltimore, I was like, oh, shit, yeah. I told my little brother, I said, yeah, we're going to Money in the Bank. I won't let you know that. Like, I don't care where. Like, we're going. And then this fucking COVID-19 bullshit, fucking Chinese motherfuckers. Yeah, we, yeah, we got we got Money in the Bank last year in Hartford. And when I saw when I saw that it was in Hartford, and I'm like some – some lake site. I couldn't. I didn't believe it, but like like a week later, the XL Center announced it's going to be in Hartford. And yeah, I got a chance to go last year. Lucky. Yeah. Yo, that whole place was so pissed off when the last year won. That just sorry for the randomness, but that whole place was just pissed. Everybody stayed. You just pissed off. That's Everyone amazing. Was like, what the hell just happened? What the hell? So we're gonna move on to the next match. On my list, um, we're going to go to the first cinematic match. Of, well, not the first, but one of the cinematic matches, and I'm going to I'm gonna specifically say cinematic match because it wasn't a match. But John Cena versus The Fiend Bray Wyatt in a Firefly Fun House match. The people that got this right were JJ, Cliff, and Chris Idol. I was the sole person that said John Cena would win because at the time, we did not know what the fuck was a Firefly Funhouse match. But after watching the Firefly Funhouse match, I clearly understand why (laughs) John Cena didn't win. If it was me in a Firefly Funhouse match, and I just realized all my insecurities in one match, <laughs> I wouldn't have won anyway. So, um, all in all, it gets a 4.5 from me. Um, there's a lot of debate going back and forth on the Firefly, the Firefly Funhouse match, whether it was stupid, people didn't understand it. Um, I enjoyed it a lot because it, it really, it it really like it it. I don't even. I can't even get the words out. Like it spotlighted on things that the IWC, the internet wrestling community, always talks about. It talks about Cena when he was the in he when he first joined. It talks about his insecurities of being Hulk Hogan, you know, turning heel and and everything. It was a Listen, if it was a psychologist, if you were a psychologist, you would enjoy the fuck out of that match, only for the psychology aspect of it. Um, I enjoyed it. I really did. I, you know, was it a match? I don't think you call it a. It's not. It wasn't. It was no real wrestling involved. But for the story that was told. I think the storytelling in its in itself gets a five out of five for me. 
if we're just basing off of storytelling. But we're talking about, as far as match quality, I give it a 4.5 because Bray Wyatt, you know, he does go over. But the storytelling, I think what is the overall, you know, headline for this match and, you know, the main staple was the storytelling. So it gets a 4.5 out of 5 for me. But I enjoyed the hell out of it. Like, I really, I, I, I enjoyed it. And, like, if you would tell me to go watch it back, I have no hesitation. I would watch this back two, three, four times back to back just because there are probably little things that I missed after the first time watching it that I didn't get the first time. So I would watch it again like, oh, I didn't see that the first time. Or I didn't see it the second time. So I enjoyed for what it was. Does it get five out of five? No, because it. It's not a match. It you know if we want to call it a match, it's not a match. It's not. So it gets four point five, but I enjoyed it. So it gets it. Yeah, two thumbs up. How about that? I know That's it's not true. a ring, but two thumbs up because I enjoyed the for, hell out of for, it for the cinematic movie point. Two thumbs up. Yeah, like from like the actor in me, like from the you know like I went to acting school and all that bullshit in L.A. Like yeah, like it gets a it gets a five for like yeah. you know movie standpoint. You know, Vince wants to own his own movie company anyway. So, yeah, it gets a five for that bullshit. You know, as far as match standpoint and wrestling, it's it's a 4.5. What about you, Cliff? I was saying, now that he's canceled the XFL, um, he could definitely I'm go so start with WWE Studios. I'm so upset. I told like, my brother, and he was like, what do you mean? I was I, I, I hear about the XFL. Because I enjoyed the hell out of the XFL, but that's... Yeah. They did it right yeah. this time, which is COVID-19. Fucking yeah. Corona. It was, it was, yeah, it was, yeah. Anyway, um, as far as me, for uh, this match, um, it's five out of five for me. Uh, was it a match? Yeah. Was there a three count? Yes, there was. I just wanted to include that, the, the word in there. So, um, yeah, for me, just the storytelling, all of it just was amazing. I just loved all the intricacies that came in and came out. I love the fact that right off the jump, we have Bray Wyatt say, the, the person you're going to be facing is your number one enemy, and that's you. And I feel like this story can work for a couple different personalities on WWE currently, right? So... Uh, you know, but Cena was the first one, and I love the fact that going into this match, 100%, we had heard all the rumors about how John Cena didn't want to put over the Fiend because he thought it was, um, he didn't want to be a glorified enhancement talent. But ultimately, what we found out was it wasn't really like John Cena was putting over Bray Wyatt. It was kind of like John Cena was burying John Cena, right? So we followed everything from the start with the ruthless aggression, and I found it funny because, like, some certain people broke down the match frame by frame and just like reading their responses to each each individual part i was i was in shock because i was like i had forgotten some stuff and i saw some other things and it just it made it in, more interesting to me and I've, I've watched the match three times now and each time i'm just like god damn dude like how much people were right about all the things that were happening one of my favorite segments I, i'm just gonna like we're, I'm not even going to cover into the whole match. One of my favorite parts of it, though, was like right at the end when we got to see NWO uh, Cena. I thoroughly enjoyed that because I was like, this is so cool, especially yeah. what would it look like if he was a heel and this, that, and the other. I know a lot of people. Um, but I will say that one of my other favorite parts was when Bray Wyatt was quoting Kurt Angle like line for line. That really, that really got at me, too. 
Um, and I know a lot of people had trouble understanding this match. Like, they under, understood, like, what was going on. But I think, you know, what ultimately, what ultimately made this, like, so iconic was it, it was one, it was different. But two, just, it just shows you a glimpse of, like, how, how much is actually turning in the mind of Bray Wyatt to get something like this accomplished. And not to, like, you know, when he saw, Cena, when we saw Cena disappear, I actually went back and rewatched John Cena's promo, and it was just so, I, I, it just came at a different light. I was like, this is so different now, and that's why I think this puts it over for me just even a little bit more, because I thought this match was just so, all the intricacies that they were putting in and all the, the references they were making back, I was like, yo, I'm in love with this match, and I think it's probably going to be one of my favorite matches, not even just, just, just of the year, but probably of the decade, so... I had to put it. I I have to give it a five out of five, man. So that was my move. All right, JJ. Um, <clears throat> this uh, was honestly, this was like a cinematic math, almost masterpiece in a way. Um, I enjoyed the match. Um, you guys pretty much said a bunch of the points that I was gonna say, so I'm just gonna try to keep it short and sweet. Uh, this was a good match. This is this is a great match. I'm gonna call it a match. Um, the Firefly Funhouse. I was intrigued and it was like, what the hell is a fire Firefly Fun Funhouse match? Can't tongue twister. Um, and honestly, I can say that this was really good because what it does is it brings out the weakness in John Cena and like. The way John Cena's been booked all his career was he's Super Cena. And this is, like, probably, like, the first time we've seen Super Cena vulnerable. So, like, from that storytelling aspect, I kind of like it. So that's how I'm just going to leave it at that. Five, oh, wait, I forgot to get my rating. A. Plus. 100%. What about you, Justin? Dude, it- I I I I literally can't put that the whole thing over enough. It it was absolutely beautiful, absolutely genius. It brought back my childhood memories. Um, I I almost marked out when I saw the the giant fist again. Um, when he debuted on SmackDown, you know, going back to the 2002 of him debuting against Kurt Angle. Um, the whole thing was great. The whole thing was just so beautifully well done. Um, I don't know if you guys caught it at the end. Um, when Cena was, I think when Cena was getting no, pinned, um, it, they played the voiceover of him saying he's going to get rid of the most overhyped, overprivileged man in WWE. And it was John Cena getting Cena. pinned. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, excellent, fantastic. I I don't want to go off. You know, I, I can talk about it for hours. Five out of five, ten out of ten, A plus. So 100% the greatest shit I, I've seen in a long time. Idol. Um. Yeah, I didn't like it as much as you guys did. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Not. Wow. Not a lie. I give it a three out of five. Wow. Okay. I, I was entertained by so much. it, but I was like, "Hmm, okay, that was cool," and that was kind of like it for me. You went know, That was cool. And then I kept it moving. <laughs> I, I didn't analyze it. I mean, I read what people said about it. And I was like, oh, okay, all that makes sense. But, I mean, yeah. beyond no, I have a question. Do you guys think Cena's coming back from this? Yeah. If he wants to. 
<laughs> that's the real. That's the real. That's the real answer. If that's the real answer. If he wants, if he doesn't, it's a good way to end it. Hundred percent. If he doesn't come back, I don't blame him. Literally, like, yeah, he has nothing else to prove. Yeah. Besides breaking Ric Flair's, uh, shut the fuck up about that. He's shit. not gonna break uh, it. I don't. It, yeah. He's, but he's I mean, like, he said that he doesn't want to break it. So just no. because he personally doesn't doesn't mean right. that's, just as he doesn't want to, doesn't, yes. Vince isn't gonna be like, "Hey, pal, think of seventeen. Anyway, I was going to like that reference. Also we have reference. sixteen matches until they get through. So I'm gonna shut you up and continue on. So <laughs> the uh, Boneyard match. So the second cinematic match. I'm gonna continue to say cinematic. Because it's not a real no, I'm not a hater. It's just it's not wrestling. It's not wrestling. I'm gonna I'm gonna come I'm gonna put it out there and say it. It's not wrestling. No, it's not. It's 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 a movie. It's it's it's, it's no different from what you see in a fucking Avengers movie. It looked like a bar fight. So the Boneyard match, The Undertaker versus AJ Styles. <laughs> Only one person in the three count. Got it right, and that was you, JJ. Ah, ha, ha. You picked the Undertaker to win. You pick. You picked the Undertaker to win. So, with that being said, you can start off this one. Give it your thoughts and your rating, and we will uh, we'll continue on from there. Um, this was really good. I I like the way they set it up because we know that Undertaker is getting old. I know, sad, but, you know, Father Time does come, and what the Boneyard match does is kind of close the inabilities that Ticker can do in the ring now. So this is a good way for him. If he wants to continue to wrestle, this is probably a a good alternative for him to go. Um, Cinematically, it was beautiful. Uh, I love that... um, um, the OC, his minions, AJ's minions were, uh, Anderson and, uh, and Gallows. That was cool. Them jumping, jumping off the, uh, the, not jumping off the roof, but it, fighting on the roof. That was really, really good. I thought that was awesome. Undertaker coming out with the, uh, American Badass. That was really cool. I wish they would have played, um, um, the American Badass, uh, song, but, you know, we got a different song, but, you know. Yeah. You can never go wrong with Metallica. That's all I have to say. That was a missed opportunity there. Um, I liked how when Undertaker did get put into the coffin, he became the dead man persona again, and he started like channeling his inner darkness. Thought that was pretty cool. Um, it was a good match. I liked the ending shot with uh, AJ's hand out the grave. I was hoping that shot would happen with Undertaker. He would come out the grave, and then the dead man persona would come out. But honestly, that was a good cinematic photography shot. I'm a graphic designer, you know, piece of stuff like that. Um, honestly, it was really, really good. Um, if this is Taker's last match, what a way to go out. Honestly, one of the greatest careers of all time. So, I mean, if he goes out like this, I there's, he went out with a bang. If he, I hope that if this is his last match, this is a good way to end it. So that's how I'm going to leave it at that. All right, so I'm going to go like this. 
Um, I enjoyed the hell out of this shit. Like, <laughs> from from Undertaker riding in the motorcycle with the Metallica song coming in, it like I said, it's some it, it felt like it felt like some shit was about to go down. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Um, AJ coming in as the Undertaker theme song playing and him coming out the casket. <laughs> Gold, um, gold, absolutely gold. I'm not just saying that because I'm an AJ Styles monk. Um, that was gold. The whole thing in itself, it like I said, like I've said before, with the Firefly Funhouse, it wasn't a match. It felt like a movie fight. Like it felt like a fight that you would see in a movie scene, and it got as real as you could get. Um. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a whole lot. It was a perfect way to not make me so pissed off of night one. <laughs> um, that saved me from actually canceling my subscription and not watching night two was the Boneyard match. Um, I enjoyed it really. I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, between the Druids coming out and Taker kicking ass from the OC, and then you know the you know the WWE bullshit having him sit on his motorcycle, bring his fist up, and the little Taker logo comes on the the fucking uh, whatever the fuck it was. What is it? I don't know what the fuck was that place. What was it? The barn. The barn. Barn. What? Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was cool. I enjoyed it for what I I really enjoyed this. Fight, because I'm not going to call it a match, because it's not a match. It's not I won't call it a match either. It's not. So it was a fight. So if I were to give it a star rating for the match quality, just like the Firefly Funhouse, I would give it a 4.5, because it's not a match. It's not a wrestling match. This legit, this was a, this was a, this was a fight. This was a Hollywood stunt fight. So it gets a four point five for me. What about you, Idol? Um, yeah, to piggyback on what you say, I agree with everything you said. I would give this a five. Honestly, I think this was the best thing that WWE has ever produced. I agree with that. I think it's the best thing. It's my favorite. My, I think this is my favorite thing that WWE has ever produced. It's the best thing they've ever produced. The best thing, The Undertaker has ever done like i i it was just i have nothing bad to say about it i think from start to finish it was perfect it felt it even though it was a movie it felt real i i felt like we were watching a pissed off undertaker kicking aj styles ass in a graveyard because he talked shit about his wife Uh, yeah, yeah, I can't perfect. say no good things about it. Like it was just, it was amazing. Uh, like I said, if Undertaker wanted to call it quits, uh, this would be a great way to do it. But on the flip hand side, uh, these cinematic matches, he can do this for another like twenty five years if he wanted to. <laughs> oh God, no! I was like twenty five. No, I'm like, no, I mean, like <laughs> no, seriously. Because think about it. Think about like with acting. Pretty much, you can act until you can't move anymore. For real, honestly. To be like, be like a wheelchair. So, like, Undertaker, as far as doing actual in-ring matches, those days might be over with. 
but he can do these cinematic things for like the next 20 years, honestly. As long as he can move, he can do it. If he wanted. I agree. And that's a soundbite. So, um, what about you, uh, Justin? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I give, I give it a, a five out of five. Um, it was good. One of the, it felt real. Like, it, it, like you guys said, I wouldn't say it was a wrestling match. Um, it felt like a, a real fight. Um, I love seeing the American badass come back to beat the shit out of AJ Styles. I, I might sound really stupid here, but I don't think that match would have worked with the dead man. The way they're trying to tell the story. Having the American badass, you know, come back to beat the shit out of AJ Styles was absolutely beautiful. I loved it. it five out of five. Blew my mind. It was fantastic. Yeah, I'm going to say that I didn't enjoy this match as much as you guys did. Wow. What? Yeah, it was, you know, like, it It was a top-tier talent going against an, uh, a legend, and in the end, you know, the top-tier talent did No, I'm lying, dude. I gave this match five out of five. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> you had me worried, man. Yo. <laughs> oh, I give you God. all these accolades about being my partner in crime, my tag partner. If you did not, like, agree that this was actually legitimately, like, top-notch quality, I would have to, like, fire you. And, like, I'm about to hang up right now, but y'all, I'm done. Justin Del Rio would have taken your spot, Cliff, and you would have been, like, fired. Like, <laughs> next next show you would have – listen, when Big, when, Big, when Big Ben Bishop showed up on the show, you know who's been doing all the interviewing and all the questions? Yeah, Justin Del Rio, not Red Dog. <laughs> no, like, okay, so for the match, I love the match, right? I love the fact that we had AJ and all of his dirty wait, wait, tactics. Stop, stop. It's not a match. It's a boneyard match. No, 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 no. It's not a match. It's not a wrestling match. I need you to It wasn't a referee or a ring bell. Exactly. It's not a match. Okay, first of all, whatever. Okay, listen. When they do the Bury Alive matches, (laughs) don't worry about it. It wasn't a Bury Alive match, Cliff. And there's a referee. I don't know what I want to call it. Okay? Don't do that. They sold me a boneyard match. And damn it, if I didn't get my boneyard match, I got my match. Okay? Somebody got buried in the boneyard. Okay? That's what happened. All right? It was a match. It happened. All right? We watched it. We we synced it with the eyes, man. We synced it with the eyes. All right? I got to fix the headphones because it's about to fall off. It was a boneyard match, okay? The Undertaker beat the hell out of fucking AJ and some druid and some other dudes came riding in like a badass in his match that's called Boneyard and won. That's what happens. <laughs> and that's what I'm going with, okay? I love the match. Don't take this away from me, Chad. <laughs> this is my five out of five boneyard match. <laughs> Not a match, but I'll, I'll take that. So, wait, we've got boneyard it. match. <laughs> um... Yeah, my rating is a hundred and five percent. Shut up, Josh. Meltzer ratings. Shut up, Josh. Anyway, we're gonna keep going on. So, next match on my list is Edge versus Randy Orton last man standing match. Everyone got it right. Um, Edge would go over. Um, I'll start off. This match was too fucking long. <laughs> this match was so fucking long that throughout the match, I was literally texting. Saying that, hey, I'm watching wrestling, and this match is too long. I'm here to talk to you to kill time. Damn. 
Don't yes. ask who I was texting, but I was texting because the match was too long. Don't get me wrong, Edge and Randy Orton fucking killed it. Fucking loved it as a whole. I loved it for what the, for what it was. It was two former best friends kicking the fuck out of each other. It was a Chaz Evans versus Chris Idol last man standing match. That's what it was. If you yeah. want to, uh, when I was watching it, I was like, "Oh man, this is this is Wrestling Madness 19." Exactly. Uh, you know, my favorite matches of all time. By this the way, this is this is what me and Chris Idol do on a regular basis when we turn on over. While one of us turn on each other, you know, kayfabe. Um, that's what it was, and I enjoyed that. But it was too fucking long. Good gracious, I'm glad I got a tour of the performance center for Christ's sake. <laughs> we got it for free. We got it for free. Like, I'm glad that they have like 17 ladders just stored in like a storage area, you know, rather than not they want to, you know, do a ladder match. But it was a good match. It was. I mean, it told the story. Edge looked, you know, looked great. It looked like he never missed the beat. Um, my only problem is I don't know why that the performance center in the conference room has a chain link ceiling, but hey, it's the <laughs> WWE, so you can never, you know, you know, never question what they have, but it was too fucking long. They could have gone honestly twenty-five minutes. And still told and the exact same story, but I enjoyed it. It gets a four out of five for me. Um, it would have gotten a five out of five if it wasn't so dreadfully fucking long. Like, I'm probably, I'm sure that I missed a lot of things just because of the fact that it was too long and I had, I zoned out. It was it was extremely long. It was forty something fucking minutes. Yeah, okay, forty two minutes. Yeah, forty two minutes was the yeah, exact time. Yeah, forty two yeah. minutes, and it was I, that was too long, too long. Now all credit goes to Edge for going forty two fucking minutes and kicking Randy Orton's fucking boring ass all the way through, but it was too long. <laughs> <laughs> But it gets a four out of five. What about you, Justin? Yeah, it, it was good. It was good for what it was. Um, yeah, it was really long. Like I said, it was over 40 minutes. Second longest WrestleMania match in history, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Second longest WrestleMania match. Too far. Oh, yeah. don't. It's like number one is the Iron number one Man was, um, match. Come on, guys. Shawn Michaels, Iron Come Man on. match. Come on now. Um, you know, it. It worked. It worked for what it was. Um, I mean, like I'm surprised. I'm surprised Edge went that long, and it it was good. It was good for what it was. They, I I really had no complaints about it. I mean, it was it was good. I, I give it a five out of five. Cliff, um, I mean, I give it a match. Four out of five as well. I did agree. I do agree that the match was entirely too too long. Um, but I will have to say that Randy popping out from behind the cameraman spot was really like kind of set the pace for like how the match was gonna go, and I really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, man, I I just like the fact that Edge's first match, he's back. I mean, granted, it did go on too long, but he went forty two minutes straight. So you know, big up to him. I, I I'm glad to see him back, but. Yeah, 
four out of four out of five, and just too long. Kyle. Um. Okay. So initially, I gave it a four out of five. I agree. The match was the match was long. Initially, I gave it a four out of five. Now I give it four and a half out of five, and I'm going to tell you why. So, Edge was on Corey Graves' podcast, and he was talking about the match. And he said they had an entire match laid out, and he said they got to the building and basically were told that everything they had planned, they couldn't do. What? They did the entire match without having anything pre-planned. They did all of that on the fly. Improv. Every, they improv the whole match? Saw, except for, of, of course, the finish. The, the finishing sequence. But everything we saw, so you said they went, what, 42 minutes? It was actually 36 minutes. Third, it was, what, 30, 36, 36 minutes? 36 yeah. minutes. Yeah, I just uh, 36. So 34 of that 36 minutes was complete improv. Wow. Complete improv. Yeah, I mean, I think the whole three count gives the yeah. We're all like, wow, I yeah. Yeah. So when Edge said that, I had to bump it up to four and a half. Because keeping that in mind, I'm like, okay. So they improved all of that. They didn't have anything planned. Plus Edge coming back first singles match in nine years to go that long. I just I have to give it that extra props because that's that's just impressive. That's impressive. It's you impressive know, when Chad, two wrestlers go out there. I'm sorry to cut you guys off. So we can sympathize with that. Yeah, oh yeah. Are we yeah. really surprised though? It's Edge and Orton. I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. to, to go out there for 36 minutes, 34 minutes and wrestle with no, no plan, nothing. I mean, right. obviously little, little discussions during the match happened, but it's Edge and Orton. I mean, yeah. they, they, no, uh, they didn't say anything. Real? Oh, okay. It was complete so, improv. So it's Edge and Orton. It I'm not surprised. We're friends. We've got that telepathy. We yeah. got that telepathy thing going, and we're just going to go out here and do. Sure. I'll talk to you guys later. There you go. All right, well. Yeah. All right, JJ, what do you think? I was going to give it a B plus initially. But now I'm giving it an A minus just because of that with the improv. Um, I thought it was a really, really, I thought it was good. Was it too long? Yes. My attention span was, you know, kind of like, okay, is this going to be the finish? This going to be the finish? Oh, is that going to be the finish? Oh, 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 no. And then, like, we got to the 30-minute mark. I'm like, y'all still going on? Okay. And then it's just like. Oh, come on, but it's, but I it still it was, it was enjoyable. Um, good match for Edge. Um, incredible that he could actually go like thirty six, forty two minutes on his first singles match back. That's incredible. Oh yeah. Um, it was good. I'm gonna leave it like that. Um, yeah. Alrighty. Well, um, I got all that. to add to it. Okay, the comments during that match, I think, made it feel like it was long. Because they weren't saying anything. And they Fact. when they did speak, they were using that real hushed tone. And they basically did that almost the entire match. Agreed. I think if Agreed. they had spoke, I think if they had, if the commentary had sound, 
as exciting as the action was where they were beating the crap out of each other, I don't think it would have felt as long. Yeah, I agree. Same, yeah. same. Yeah, they, it, it definitely seemed like the commentators throughout the match were, you know, whispering. Yeah, they're doing that. Oh my God, my God. I didn't hear anything each other here. Like, I hate when they do that. Like, I guess it works if there's a crowd there and there's noise sometimes. But in a match like this where there's no crowd, like, don't use that hushed tone. No, if they... If they were to, if they wrestled in um in the stadium, how long do you? Obviously, they're not going to go thirty six fucking minutes in the last minute standing match, in you know in front of eighty thousand people. How long do you think they would have lasted in the stadium? Honestly, oh. I think it would have gone the same, but they, because they would have been in the crowd. Because if it was in the stadium, they would have been in the crowd fighting oh, yeah. throughout the stadium, and the crowd noise would have helped. It would have made it feel more exciting so that the commentators would have, wouldn't have had to really say too much of anything. So, so you think they would have gone 36 have felt, minutes? Yeah, it wouldn't have felt like 36 minutes. We probably would have, when it was over, said, oh, man, they went 36 minutes. But I don't think we would have been like, oh, man, it's been 36 minutes. <laughs> I think right, it would have at least a solid 20, 20 minutes yeah. if they were on the clock. I, I think it still probably would have gone 30 minutes. And I think, I think and you're 100% right. Like, if the commentary didn't make me feel like I was watching the fucking Masters, I would have. <laughs> hey, yo! I, exactly. I would have I been more into the match. You're absolutely right. I'm still in that. Now yeah. coming no, up, really, Joe Green, Randy Orton delivers a shot. They were like, oh, man. Edge just hit Randy with that chair. Oh, no, Edge is climbing the ladder. What's he going to do up there? Oh, oh! Oh, man. Yeah. I didn't take any of that off. I gotta rewatch the match now. It's just now. Now I'm thinking about it now too. It's like, okay, Edge and Randy are now up at the on top of the semi truck. Edge goes goes for the spear. It's been countered to an RKO. Everybody give a clap for it. All right. Yeah. Now they're getting to count. They're at a count of six, seven, eight. Oh, Edge is up. Randy goes for the RKO. Oh, he gets speared. It is devastating. I mean, when you look at it, though, that just tells you how important, especially now with, you know, what's going on in the world, how important the commentary is to these matches. With there being no crowd, the commentary is extremely yeah. important. Yeah. And how, you know, a match is presented and, to the to the audience. They should have like, um, they should have Mauro Ronaldo call that match. JR would not have been commentating the Masters. He would have made us feel excited about oh, it. Yeah, agree. Yeah. J- agree. JR, yes, yes. It's no doubt. Ronaldo. How about Mauro Ronaldo? It's, it's Mar- Mar- yes. Yeah. Mar- oh, one hundred percent. He would have made that match just so good. Agreed. Agreed. Um, we're gonna move on to the next match. So the next Mama match. Mia, did you see that slam? Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so, the next match um, is for this uh, WWE Women's Tag Team Championships, and it is the Kabuki Warriors versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. So, Idol, you and uh, me were the only ones that successfully picked the uh, the winners, which was uh, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. So, Idol, give me your rating and give me your thoughts. Um... 
I'd give this match, I'd give it two and a half. Maybe two, two and a half. Uh, it was time for a change. Like the Kabuki Warriors. Uh, okay. Clearly someone likes Asuka. She's on every show. So I can't say they don't like Asuka, but I mean, they weren't really doing anything as champions. So why not switch it up and put it on someone else? Like, right. why not? Um, I gotta go with the same thing. Um, uh, I give it a two point, I give it a 2.5 out of, out of five. Um, Kabuki Warriors weren't doing shit with the titles. Um, yeah. Asuka was doing most of the shit. Kairi Zane was getting married. And, uh, yeah, the, yeah, the women's tag team titles weren't doing shit. I forgot there were women tag team championships. So, um, the match, yeah, it gets 2.5 out of 5. So, uh, Cliff, you can go, then JJ, and then Justin. Uh, yeah, two and a half. Um, I thought it was a good match. I like the fact that the title changed hands. Um, and I just have to give it up to Nikki for just being crazy and still trying to get the crowd involved when there is no crowd. Nobody there. (laughs) There was a a five-bladed fan. So there was a fan in attendance. There was a fan. You're right. (laughs) I got it. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead, JJ. It took Um, me a second. So, my letter grade for this is going to be a D. I thought it was solid. It was it was it was cool. It was a cool match. Um it's just the fact that the ta- the women tag team champions, I forget that they're even there. Um the, the, it it literally serves no purpose because it's never defended. You never realize it's there. Um your other tag team partner isn't there. I know she was getting married and also she was um concussed. Um it just seems like WWE they're trying to like, oh, we're trying to make the women feel more equal so we should add these belts so we can give them more screen time, but it's not being used properly. There's not enough there's not enough women for a tag team division. So that so it so the, the women tag team titles just feel kind of obsolete. Yeah, that's how that's why I'll that's how I'll put it. Yeah, um, I gotta agree. Uh, I love I love um I love Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. I'm happy they won. I'm hoping they're gonna do something different now with those titles. You never know what could happen, but yeah, I, I give I I'm happy they won. Um, I'm happy there's new champions. I really want the Iconics to come back and take those titles back. I'm waiting for that. I'm so I'm so hoping for that, but um, I give the match like a three out of five. All righty, I yeah, um, the match. I mean, for what it was, it it, it served its purpose. So, yeah. um, we're gonna move on. Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan for the Intercontinental Championship. The only person that got it wrong was the Red Dog. Um, he picked Daniel Bryan to win, and uh, you were wrong. So, um, Idol, you can start this one off. Josh, you'll follow him. I'll go. Justin, and then Cliff, because you were the uh, loser, you can go last. Well, let's see. I really like this match. I thought it followed a very classic wrestling formula. Uh, The shit-talking heel got the shit beat out of him and then cheated to get a cheap victory. I liked it. 
Um, um I'd give it. Uh, mm, I'd give it a three. Three out of five. Um, just gonna piggyback on what Justin said. It's just the classic trope of the heel being a heel and just talking and then getting the shit beat out of him and then cheating to win. Um, the only reason why I wanted Sammy to win was because, you know, he deserves a, a nice little lengthy reign. So that's how I'm gonna keep it like that. My letter grade for this match is a C plus. There's nothing nothing bad about it per se. It was it was solid. It was a cool little cool cool down match, kind of little filler. That's how I put it. Um, I enjoyed the match. Um, I liked it. Uh, Sami Zayn is a amazing heel. That's just um the 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 dynamic between him uh. Shinsuke and Cesaro. At first, I didn't like it, but it, it's you know it's growing on me. And Sami Zayn being the heel that he's the chicken shit and you know <laughs> trying to avoid a fight, and he ends up winning the match. You know the only type of offense that he got pretty much in the whole match, and he wins. Um, I enjoy it. Like I said in the uh, WrestleMania review, let Sami hold the title for a couple of months. Let him hold on to it. Let him chicken shit his way out of victory after victory. And let Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak go in the tag team division. Let them go fight, you know, Miz and Morrison, hey, hey, ho, ho, for the tag titles and, you know, do something with it. So, um, I enjoyed this match. It gets a, it gets a 3.5 out of 5 for me. Like, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, what about you, Justin? Yeah, no, I liked it. Um, like you said, um... Let 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 Sammy let Sammy carry that title for a while. It's his first time holding a singles title since he's been in the main roster. He hasn't had a title since, and he hasn't had a title since he debuted on the main roster. Um, let him hold that title. Let let him chicken shit his way through it. Um, yeah, the match was BS. Sammy Zayn was getting beat up the whole time, and he wanted to bullshit away, but. I was talking to my friend. He was like, you really, like, you had no complaints about anything. How about that finish? I'm like, how many times are we going to see a finish like that? We see it happen all the time. It's not going to be the first time. It's not going to be the last time. He won in the bullshit way, and that's it. I mean, I, yeah, I give it a four out of five. All right, Cliff, since you're the loser, because you're the only one that didn't pick Dan, uh, Sami Zayn. Loser. Loser. <laughs> I know. It, fuck, no. All right. Chaz, it, whatever. I know that little shit next to you ain't calling me a fucking loser. <laughs> this is the man who has to thank Concrete for keeping him off the streets. Fuck him. <laughs> you know, you know um, no, I agree. I, agree. I, I love the match. I love just everything that was built up about it. Three and a half uh, stars for me. I thought, uh, I thought. Everybody did a great job just in the ring. I I was I was I loved it, man. And I I like that Sami Zayn's going to kind of have a longer stint with the title. Um, I only picked Daniel Bryan because I was like, yo, it's like it's it's DB, and they just fucked over Braun Strowman after his three week title run. Fuck Braun Strowman. Sure. And uh, they they uh, you know 
they took Todd off of him and they gave it right over to Sammy. Then Sammy had it. I was like, well, shit, maybe he's just a transitional champ. So that was my thinking behind it. But it is what it is. Three and a half stars. And, uh, yeah, great job. All righty then. So we're going to move on. So now we're going to come to the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match, which was uh, contended in a singles ladder match. So there was Uso number one versus John Morrison versus Kofi Kingston. And the only people to have predicted correctly was Extremely Lethal. And who those who don't watch WCF, Extremely Lethal is uh, the team of the icon Chaz Evans and Chris Idol, the greatest tag team to never be uh, featured in a professional wrestling match. But I will leave my soapbox on that. So with that being said, Idol, give me your rating and your thoughts on this match. Uh, I thought the, I thought the boys worked hard. Um, considering uh, almost a, a similar situation to um, uh, Edge and Randy's case, like finding out basically last minute that your match is changing. You you know you plan for a triple threat tag, and you're told no, it's just going to be a triple threat ladder match with you guys. Have fun, and then so I won't. Crap. So I give it three and a half. They all worked hard. Props to Morrison on that finish for taking that bump. Jeez, that's disgusting. <laughs> um, I think the right team. I, I think the right. You know, they they won. And Miz and Morrison, they needed it the most. Like New Day is New Day. They'll be fine. The Usos, they'll be fine. But uh, Miz and Morrison, uh, these tag titles, it's it's helping them. So, uh, yeah, I like the match. It was cool. So here's my thing about this. Um, I will always the, the, I'm, I, I'll give my rating first. It gets a two out of five, and it gets a two out of five because it's the SmackDown Tag Team championship match being defended in a singles triple threat match that's and that's 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 the biggest you know downfall of the match for me it is a tag team championship match being defended in a singles match and that's why people call wrestling fake and i'll leave it at that um I'm a big ladder match fan. I love ladder matches. Maybe it's because I don't have a brain and I just like it when I just kill myself in ladder matches personally. Or I just like people dying. So that's that. But this ladder match itself was really good. It was. I enjoyed it. but But my problem is I could clearly tell that this show was edited. Um, when Uso number one, and the funny thing is, I thought I was only one, but I heard on another podcast, we won't say whose podcast, um, Idol, you might know whose podcast I'm talking about. Um, you can tell when Uso falls off the ladder, or not the ladder, but the top rope and falls on the, to the floor, that he fell on a crash pad. Because by the telling of the sound, 
Um, yeah, it gets a 2.5 because, number one, it's a tag team championship match, and you got three motherfuckers and a singles tag and a singles triple threat match going for it. Um, blame Miz for getting sick. Blame Miz. I don't blame Miz. I just blame bad booking. <laughs> I blame bad booking, but that's neither here nor there. Um, it gets a 2.5. The match in itself wasn't bad. Mm. And that's the thing. I want to make sure I say that, you know, separating it from my um, my star rating, that the match was not bad. If we would have had this match without the tag team championships on the line, it would definitely get like a 4 out of 5 from me. But the common sense... <laughs> Has to take over at some point, and that's what brings it down to a two for me. So, um, yes, Miz and Morrison retain their titles. Hey, hey, ho, ho. Um, but, yeah, man, like, it's three guys fighting for a tag team championship match, and they don't have their partners. And if you've watched SmackDown recently, now the other people, the other tag partners who weren't in the match, are going to fight for the tag titles. I just, I just don't understand. Cool. It's well, they book that. Everybody gets a chance. Fuck that shit. But anyway, uh, JJ, who, what, yeah, t- give me your rating and your thoughts. Uh, Cliff will go with you after JJ, and then Justin, you'll, uh, hit us off on the tail end. Um, all right. All right, so, yes, the common sense, it's like, okay, it's a tag team match, and they're, there's, it's singles, it's a singles match, and they're going for the tag titles. But then when you consider, oh, Miz was sick, it was like, okay, what else were they supposed to do? They had to have, they, I mean, they don't have to put the titles on the line, but you would want the titles to be on the line. Um, bro, they said Miz was injured. We know he wasn't in. Well, he kind of was injured. His Fuck. body, his 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 immune system was injured. Fuck well, that they shit. can't say he was sick. sick. Oh yes. right, cause yeah, cause Vince wants to not let everyone know that the coronavirus exists, and you know, oh, let's not mention the coronavirus. Because you're supposed to, there's supposed to be a way to escape from your from the. Fuck that shit. <laughs> but I, I, I get your why. point. I get why, but anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, because Stephanie was, you know, there at the beginning of each night saying, we're doing you motherfuckers a favor. And they were, goddamn. They were. Man, fuck that shit. They were. Stephanie can eat my ass with a straw. And that's not Dana lost. That yeah. statement right there. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, let's go back to my point. Um, oh, my God. They did. They did a lot of good, good shit, despite the fact that there was no crowd. And it's just it's really weird to see a ladder match without a crowd, especially at with WWE. It's, it's just the crowd. Sometimes the, the crowd can make the matches, and I feel like if the crowd was there, this this this, this match would have been. The, the crowd would have just took this match. I thought the bumps that they were taking were. Asinine for there being no crowd. I'm sorry, I'm gonna stop talking. I mean, no, 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 no. But that, that, I was just about to say that. Well, maybe not those words, but maybe a little, yeah. But it was, it was. They were doing some crazy shit for not having a crowd. So kudos to them. Um, my letter grade will be a B minus. 
Um, it was a good match. It was a solid match. And I'm just going to leave it like that. Oh, yeah, and also at the ending, the bump at the ending, the ending was just kind of crazy. So, yeah. Cliff? Um, I'm going to give the match uh, two and a half out of five stars as well. I uh, I like the match overall. I just think if the other competitors were in the match too, I would give the rest of the two and a half uh, to make it a five star. <laughs> I get it. I get the joke. Good. I'm glad you caught on there, ass. Anyway, I just want to go by quoting a certain person. Um, all I want to say is, can it be night two and we still got Oldberg and Fucktard for the main event? I'm going to bed. Um, pretty much how I felt. <laughs> how I felt after the match. I was kind of like, yeah, I mean, it's cool, but the ending was just kind of fucked up. And then, like, the belts were still on the ground. And then, you know, John rolled over and picked up a title, but there's still another title <laughs> on the ground. Somebody else could have picked that one up too, and uh, that's that's how it went. And yes, if you're wondering, I am quoting you, Chaz, and that's exactly what you said. <laughs> so, um... I was just about to say that I did. Wait, I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Funny thing is, um, I'm going to do a quick story. Um, I was in a tag team ladder match, Wrestling Madness, and um, me and the uh, Chris Manning, um, Red Dragons, we were uh, in a ladder match for the tag titles, and the belts fell. So you know what my black ass did? Because, you know, we were scheduled to go over. My black ass went and grabbed that belt like I was in a football ma- uh, a football stadium. I grabbed that shit like it was a fumble. Grabbed the other belt like it was no tomorrow. Man, all props go to John Morrison. That's all I have to say. But, yeah, I've been there. But I've been in that situation where the belts fall. And it's like, oh, shit. What are we going to do? Because we're winning, and um, the belts are not hanging anymore. So, yeah, just want to put that out there. <laughs> go ahead, uh, go ahead, Justin. I liked the match for what it was. Um, it we got a lot of match. We got some crazy spots. Um, I popped when Morrison and Kofi hit the Spanish fly. Uh, that's my favorite wrestling move. I love that move. Uh, my buddy will tell you. Um, I I absolutely love the ending. Uh, I thought it was. Genius. I thought it was really cool. Um, I would just say to my friend, like, had that been at, in the stadium in front of, you know, 80,000 people, I think that place would have went nuts over that ending. Them grabbing at the same time and just the titles falling. Like, that was genius. Good ending. Cheesy, yes, but good. Clever way to end the ladder match. Yeah, I, agree. Four out of five. I agree. I agree with that. It was, it was a little cheesy, but I agree with the the circumstance that it was, it was a perfect way to end the match. So, um, moving on from Friday, from Friday nights, we're gonna go to Monday nights, and we're gonna talk about the Raw Tag Team uh, Championships. So, everyone um, on three count got this right, and we said the Street Profits win. Um, we can make this, uh, you know, a quick little, little, little uh, scenario. Um, it gets a three out of five for me. We knew the Street Profits were going to win. Austin Theory and uh, what you call it was Angel Garza. Yeah, Angel Garza. Yeah, yeah fucking Mexican. Um, okay, that's yeah, Well, we know he's a Trump supporter. I'm not a Trump supporter, but I won't vote for Joe Biden. But anyway, um, 
hey, hey, we don't get political on this show. You're right, we don't get political on this show. But anyway, um, <laughs> y'all, this is gonna be our greatest episode ever. Um, but yeah, um, it was a, wasn't a bad match. It was a, it was a solid match. Uh, we knew the Street Profits were gonna win, given the fact that of the randomness of the tag, um, the tag match. So, um, it gets a three out of five for me. What about you, Cliff? Yeah, I'm the same way, man. It's a it's a three uh three star match for me. I'm just grateful that when Montez jumped over the top rope, someone was there to catch him because I definitely was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> um, I was gonna say the other thing I didn't like. I just I guess for me too, the other part was I didn't like the run back on Raw, but that's not WrestleMania, so three uh three stars for me. But it was a great match. Raw was a complete shit show as far as that's concerned. But what about you, uh, Justin? Yeah, three out of five. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad Street Profits retained. I would have been very, very, very pissed off and very like, what the f- are you putting on? Why are you putting that tag team title on Austin Theory when he was barely on NXT? It's way too soon. I don't think he should have been in WrestleMania. I love Theory, but to have him go in WrestleMania was was random and very weird. Um, that's not talking shit about Theory at all. Like I said, I'm a huge fan of Theory. Um, but four out of five, I'm really glad True Profits retained. Oh, I'm gonna talk shit about Austin Theory because he's younger than me and getting a WrestleMania match, and I'm how still goddamn training for Wait, fucking getting my fucking paper that says I'm a licensed pro wrestler. So I'm gonna how talk my shit. He's 23. He's 23. Oh how wow, you? No, you are 23. I'm not 23 yet. Am I 23? You're 23? I am 23. Chaz, I'm, I'm, we're, five, we're five years. <laughs> we're five years. I don't even know how old I am anymore, goddammit. After 18, I forgot how old I was. You don't turn, you don't turn, <laughs> I turned 24 in June. You're right. Yes. Correct. Thank you, Josh. Yes, I, I was just counting because, you know, me and... Yeah, me and yeah, five, yeah, five, yeah, we're five years apart. But, yeah, I'm going to talk my shit because that motherfucker got a WrestleMania match and I'm still fucking in training to get my fucking license to even be a pro wrestler. So fuck that motherfucker. Oh, come on. But anyway, what about you, uh, Chris Idol? Um, yeah, uh, same three out of five. Uh, the right team went over. Uh, arguably, the Street Profits, I think after Becky and Drew are the most over full timers on Monday Night Raw. So, uh, keep the championships on the stars. Uh, shout out to Austin Theory, the most amazing 23-year-old wrestler on the planet. Uh, he deserved <laughs> everything that he got. Uh, fan. I, I hope he challenges Drew for the title some point this year. Fuck. Just to make Get the fuck out of that. here. Just fuck to make you, Chris. I'm going to keep saying that. We won't hit the end of it from now. Fuck you, Chris. I'm going to keep saying that to you. Fuck you, Chris. I don't. That's what we were saying. That's pushing it. Fuck you, Chris. I don't. I was going to call it, I've already made the draft too, that said WrestleMania review. I'm going to change it to fuck you, Chris Idol. <laughs> what do you have to say about this bullshit? It was, it was, it was solid. I would give it a, a C. Um, that would be my letter grade for it. It would be just a C. Um, we kind of knew who was going to win. Well, at least I knew because, you know, King Wakanda, but you know, none of that. But yeah, it was it was solid. Love the cups. Screw you, Cliff. 
Screw you. You're not my king. I didn't vote for you. <laughs> Bitch, I'm not from America. <laughs> I'm, I'm from where you're from. I'm from Wakanda. We don't you vote. We you don't vote. Like you're from we get born we get born into a monarchy. You wish you were a king like me. Anyway, so I'm going to move on to the next match before we get into, you know, we already, Chris Todd already said this, we don't talk politics, and you are here talking about kings and shit. So, um, the next match is, uh, which, honestly, I was surprised that even Cliff got this one right. Um, we are, I'm going to put it out there, and this is, <laughs> so the SmackDown's women's uh, championship match was decided in a fatal five way. Um, Cliff was correct in his prediction with Bailey retaining. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all said Sasha was uh Sasha Banks was gonna win. Cliff, I Sasha. We were clearly we were wrong because you know nothing can withstand the friendship of Sasha and Bailey. So so Cliff, since you were the one to correctly predict what would happen give me your rating and um your thoughts and i'm gonna after we all say our ratings i'm gonna say a specific quote from the red dog that he said on our prediction show that will probably piss off chris idol (laughs) and uh jj so uh as far as the match goes i'm gonna be honest man i I wasn't a total fan of it, so two and a half stars, I guess. Um, I was surprised that there wasn't a lot more injuries uh, in the match than what we got, because I was like, there's a lot of people who just were recovering from injuries and some who just like watched everything. Um, so yeah, I was pretty surprised to see that happen. Um, overall, I like the fact that Bailey retained. And I kind of like the idea that right towards the end, Sasha put the belt on Bailey, but she just kept staring at the belt. So you knew, like, there's that little bit where you're like, mm-hmm, yep, she's definitely going to turn. So, I don't know, overall, I liked it. So, you know. All right, what about you, Justin? Two, yeah, 2.5 out of 5. Um, I wasn't the biggest <laughs> fan of the match. Um, I mean, I like Bailey, but I was rooting for Sasha in the win. They, they, they got to they gotta put the title on Sasha. She needs a decent title run. JJ? Um, okay. I'm giving it A++ for Sasha. Um, everything else um, was not – it was uh, – I would give the total match D, but, you know, Sasha's an A++. You know, <laughs> Sasha, I love you. You are awesome. You are amazing. You are a boss, right. boss bitch, and you deserve a good title run. He called her a boss bitch. Hello, That's she is. Uh, hello, good morning, boss bitch. A plus. <laughs> two snaps. Two snaps. One, two. Anyway, horny teenager alert. So it was not horny. So go ahead, uh, Chris Idol. What do you think about this match? Uh, I give it a one and a half out of oh. five. Uh, Tamina was in it. So that's about as good as that should be. Oh, uh, God, he fell out. That's when Charlotte Claire, and it would still be a one and a half, just because it's Tamina. Um, I didn't see Bailey. I, I, I didn't see that coming. Um, but then again, Tamina was in the match, so automatically the whole dichotomy was thrown off. So props to Bailey. <laughs> um, well, Cliff, I know we're talking about WrestleMania, but 
But I remember earlier when I said that, you know, uh, AJ and Undertaker was the greatest thing WWE ever produced. That that women's segment on SmackDown last night with Tamina <laughs> was the worst thing that WWE has ever produced. So we got the best and the worst of, you know, all the worlds in like a seven-day period. And that's my thoughts on that. Okay, so since I'm the final, uh, I want to put it out there that uh, JJ literally was rolling on the floor dying laughing at you, uh, Idol. Um, he literally was snorting and laughing. So... You know, two thumbs up for that. Um, my rating for this match. Let me get my paper. No, no, it gets a dud. Oh, what? No, oh, I, I understand. I understand. Um, number one, Tamina. That's that's why it gets a dud. Sasha neutralizes Tamina's. No, problem. she does not because Sasha didn't win. So Sasha, if Sasha would have won, it would have gotten two stars. But because Sasha lost, she doesn't. You Sasha know. technically won the match. Fuck that shit. Sasha lost, and she saved the match for her fucking best friend, the role model, Bailey. But the true role model in wrestling is Britt Baker. But we won't talk about that. This is a WrestleMania show. So, um, yeah, it gets a dud for me. This whole thing was a was was a sham. Um, it should have put the title on Sasha, but I understand why, because we're going to wait later on so Sasha can turn on Bailey and we get the Sasha and Bailey feud that we both won in the past six fucking months. But WWE is too fucking pussy to do it. So, it gets a dud. D-U-D, dud. But Sasha should have won. Tamina is ass. But with that being said, I'm going to quote the red dog here. Oh, God. From, and as I see in my three count handy dandy notebook, this is what the red dog said on the three count WrestleMania (laughs) preview show featuring the muscle man, Malcolm. If you don't follow him already, you know, subscribe to him on YouTube, Muscle Man. So, you're right. Subscribe, Muscle Man Malcolm, YouTube.com slash, uh, slash Muscle Man Malcolm. He said, this is what the Red Dog said. And he said, nobody is meaner than Tamina. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, no. No, you know why? Because nobody beat her on, on WrestleMania. But it took everybody. Everyone beat her. Everyone. Cliff, I wanna let you not gonna let I'm I am for the rest of the year, I am not gonna let you down because I want you to look because you know the viewers can't you know the listeners can't see this, but I wrote it down so I can always remember that you said nobody is meaner than Tamina. That is the most corniest Cracker shit you could have ever fucking said. You know how bad that motherfucking bitch is. She is a terrible. Jimmy Snooker would be fucking pissed off that Tamina is wrestling in the WWE using that fucking stupid super chick 
that oh, looks God. like fucking asinine, my fucking unborn child, my unborn son, super kicked better than Tamina. And you said nobody is meaner than Tamina. You have he has a t-shirt that says that. I'd rather fucking stick, I, I'd rather stick fucking thumbtack in my eyes then watch Tamina deliver a super kick and get alone wrestle on Wrestlemania fuck you Cliff for saying that shit I want to I want you to listen because Cliff you run the social media I want you to listen as the host of this show and I guess I claim myself as the boss I want you to post on Twitter, after we get off of recording this show, nobody is meaner than Tamina. And tag yourself because you said that bullshit. You should be ashamed of yourself, not only as a fan of professional wrestling, but as a wrestler yourself. You should be a damn ashamed of yourself. Nobody is meaner than Tamina. If that is the most corniest white cracker shit I have heard in my 23 years of living in this racist-ass country of the United States. The United States? What the fuck is that? You know what I mean, damn it. I know. I don't live in the United States. <laughs> you know what the fuck I meant, damn it. Nobody is meaner than Tamina. Fuck that shit, Listen, when someone sells a t-shirt that says that saying, I'm going to quote that shit. And that's what I did. No, fucker on God's green earth is going to buy a shirt that says nobody is meaner than Tamina. And if I see any motherfucker with, a shit, with that shirt on, I'm going to straight up smack them in their face and cough on them and make sure they, and I pray to God that they get the fucking coronavirus. <laughs> That's how bad I feel about this shit. <laughs> that you fucking did that. I thought, listen, I'm going to tell a story. So before we uh, got on the air, I was making, I was getting, you know, the votes that, you know, that we said on the, on the podcast, the review show. And I heard <laughs> the Red Dog said this shit and I legitimately lost my shit. You can ask JJ because he was listening to it with me. I said, no, he did not just say that. Even on the podcast, when we were recording that show, I said, you did not just say that. You did not just say Don't show me no. Remember, nobody. Oh, my God. You know, whoever is that person needs to get deleted from Twitter. They need their Twitter, like, removed. (laughs) Fuck. Don't show me that bullshit. Tamina is the straight asinine of wrestling. And hey, yo, wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. no. Hey, no. yo, this is the dude who tweeted. <laughs> looks retarded. He looks like he sucks dick. Okay? I'm going to put it out there. I don't know who that person is. I'm not even going to put his name out there so he doesn't get disrespected. But he's like, he sucks dick for money. Yo. Yo, 
Justin Del Rio, welcome to the three count and a Chester Evans rant. Because I am absolutely upset that my partner in crime, my best friend, Cliff Red Dog Miller, said nobody is meaner than Tamina. We're going to move on. God damn it. Some respect on her name, okay? She's a 24-7 champion. Kiss my ass, Cliff. That's the only title she has. Kiss my ass, Cliff. Kiss my ass. Even listen, if listen, if Tamina, if if Jesus knew about Tamina in his day, he wouldn't have rose from the dead. He would have oh, saved her. Oh, That's how I feel. Oh no, we did not say that. Yes, I fucking said it the day before Easter. What is I said that shit, and if Christ will crucify me for saying it, so be it, because I believe that shit. <laughs> We're going to move on to the Raw Women's Championship match. Oh, my God. Shut the fuck up, JJ. We're going to move on. I was here to say. No, you don't. So she would smack you. She would have smacked me. Oh, my God. I got my fiance texting me talking about, all righty, calm that down. Anyway, so on. The Raw Women's Championship match. Am I going to leave it again? Nobody got that. Right, because that was bullshit from the start. So, um, I'll start off by saying bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Um, Chris Idle, um, later on explained to me probably, you know, we did, you know, we, we're not inside jobs, so we don't know what exactly was the reasoning behind it, but he said maybe due to the fact that the coronavirus and that the live shows that maybe they didn't want to give Shayna the title and actually have an, a more of a reaction when Shayna wins the title because, you know, who knows what would have happened, you know, during the circumstances that we live in right now. And, I understand that, and I get that, but it's still bull fucking shit. Shayla should have beaten Becky for the title. Becky has gotten stale as a stale potato chip that you left out for three months straight. (laughs) Have I ever done that? No, and I refuse to do that, but if I would, that's what has gone. She has held that title for a year. Has she done a good job? Yes. I'm not going to discredit the man. Because Becky Lynch honestly is what keeps people watching for Monday Night Raw. There is no one else on Monday Night Raw that people honestly look for but the man. And I will fight anyone who ever says otherwise. But the fact of the matter is that Shayna Baszler, the way they built this feud up, Shayna Baszler should have gone over. I give the match a 4.5 out of 5. I enjoyed the match. I enjoyed Shayna banging uh, Becky's head into... There's a shirt that says no one... Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, <laughs> me in the middle of the... Let out the ball. Oh my god, that's a real fucking. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't kidding. Yeah. You know yeah. what? Is that on WWE? Yes. 
Yes. You know what the most disgraceful part about that T-shirt is? It's not the saying. It's the fact that it doesn't even look good. <laughs> That's not even a cool design. No, it's not. Listen, Photoshop minus like two minutes tops. That, who, oh my god, you're right. Who made that shirt? That's not even a good design. The sitting of Tamina. That's exactly what it should look like. Never mind. I take it back. I just want to say to <laughs> everyone listening to this podcast right now that I apologize. <laughs> I apologize for offending anybody. That I have offended over the course of this podcast as a whole and this episode period. But if you bought that shirt that said no one is meaner than Tamina, go eat fucking shit. Go play in fucking traffic and go die. <laughs> oh my god. You have to buy that shirt. And I and if offended by what I just said, fuck you, you deserve to be offended, because I am personally offending the people that actually bought that shirt, because if you think Tamina is any type of a good wrestler, then you should go fucking watch some fucking motherfuckers wrestle on a fucking mattress in their fucking backyard. Oh my god. <laughs> fucking got me pissed off. That's a real fucking shirt. Anyway, we're gonna continue with the Raw Women's Championship match. I can't believe you showed me that shit. Like I said, no one got this right because we all thought Shayna was gonna win. The match gets so. I don't know what the. I don't even fucking know. Go ahead, Claire. Fucking fuck. <laughs> I would give the match. Uh... Four and a half as well. I thought Shayna should have gone over. And you're right, uh, Becky. You know, Becky is kind of getting getting stale. And I think the biggest problem, too, was they tried to revamp this badassness of her with, like, driving a semi around and looking all cool. They fucking did that shit for two weeks in a row on Monday Night Raw. Like, that was going to make me pop because it happened on WrestleMania. Like, we didn't just do the same shit two weeks in a row. Fuck WWE for that. Fuck Vince. And Make, then, and, not Russo, but fuck Vince Russo for making the brawl for all if you haven't seen Dark Side of the Ring. Make sure you see that on <laughs> That was the smartest decision ever. I'm going to smack the shit out of you. <laughs> but uh, I was going to say, yeah, that it, four and a half, but, um, you know, they try to make Becky see them all cool and stuff. Whatever. But, yeah, four and a half, I thought Shannon should have win. Go ahead, uh, Justin. Uh, <clears throat> it, it, the match was good for what it was. Um, I mean, um, they're they're saving they're saving Shayna for 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 SummerSlam, in my opinion. So that that that's just me. They're saving Shayna, and, I'm, and I give it a three point five out of five. Um, it was it was an it was an okay match. I just feel like. It killed the momentum for um, Shayna a bit because we like if I, I sure has tiger stripes on it. Oh what the God. fuck? <laughs> we're gonna make an episode dedicated to a I hate Tamina episode. 
We're going to do it on a random day. It's not going to be a regular episode. It's going to be like a bonus episode. <laughs> we're just going to shit on Tamina because how bad she fucking is. I... I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry that we gotta, we gotta, you know, you know, go off on another tangent about Tamina. But it absolutely pisses me off that they think for a fucking split second that any motherfucking body is gonna buy that fucking shirt. Tamina, if you're listening to this podcast, I mean, honestly, you're probably not. But listen, if you're listening, no one fucking likes you. You're trash. Your father is ashamed of you. He is rolling. He is Jimmy Snooker dead? Uh, yes, he died uh, in 2013, I think. Well, he is rolling in his fucking grave because of how shitty you are as a professional wrestler and that you will never, ever be on the level of Charlotte fucking Flair. He died in 2017. 27, he's still fucking dead. He killed his girlfriend or fucking wife. He's a murderer. And her fucking, and his fucking daughter is a fucking piece of shit as a fucking wrestler. Yes, I said it. Fucking sue me. Anyway, JJ, go talk about this fucking Raw Women's Championship match before I have another aneurysm. Um, <laughs> thank you so much, uh, my brother, for... You know, year rant. But anyway, let's continue with the show. Um, yes, pray. You need to pray because what you said, you said some pretty fucked up shit. You need to repent. Repent in the name of Jesus. But anyway. I need Jesus, Allah, and Buddha for Christ's sake. Yo, he just said all three religions. Well, and was- Seth. And- no, I'm not going to, I won't do that. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. You, you almost did, though. He, he almost said yes. But anyway, okay, this was, this was this was a solid match. Well, it was a solid. I just thought it was okay. Um, if you, I think they slowed Shayna's momentum a ton with this decision. If 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 they have so much problem with wanting to do it in front of a crowd, then why did Drew McIntyre win? That would be my case and point there. So um, there's no reason why Shayna shouldn't have won. They built up Shayna as this badass, this this badass. Like nobody can touch her. <clears throat> like the Royal Rumble, I think she eliminated like five or six people in like the first minute or something. I can't remember. I can't remember entirely. I know the encyclopedia probably knows, but uh, yeah. And then the uh, elimination chamber, it was just the Shayna chamber match. She literally just rag- ragdolled everybody in the chamber match. So I just thought that uh, Becky should have lost. And then it's the way that Becky won. It was terrible. You guys can watch it. I don't even want to. I don't want to say it. So I'm going to give my letter grade. My letter grade for it is a D plus. This probably would have been a of C, or if Shayna would have won, or if they would have did a better finish, because that was bullshit. That's how I'm going to keep. It. Um. Go ahead, uh, Idol. Um, I give it four. I, I give it four and a half. I enjoyed it. Um, Becky winning caught me by surprise. Um, I agree. Becky is getting a little stale. Uh, I don't think it's her fault though. I think legit, other than Charlotte, 
Beck, uh, other than Charlotte, Bailey, and Sasha, none of the other women really are on that kind of superstar level. Like on the Raw side, there's really no good heels for, you know, Becky to work with. So I think that plays into why she's getting a little stale. Um, as far as how she won, I think if you make the decision to have Becky win, that's probably the best way to do it because you don't, you certainly don't want Shayna to tap this armor. Like that's not going to happen. So if you're going to have Becky win, you kind of want to give her kind of like a, a little bit of a fluke vic- victory. Like this is how a baby face should win. Right, you're right. I agree. Yeah, this is how a babyface should win without using like a finisher or something. Not like what Elias did in that <laughs> fantasy. Alrighty, uh, <clears throat> Mr. Del Rio, not related to Alberto. Did I already get my take on it or no? <laughs> I don't even know, man. I had yeah, a whole no, rant. He gave his take already. It was right before, I believe, your third Tamina rant. Okay. <laughs> I was like, all right, then. So we can, we can move on then, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, man, I, didn't, I didn't expect to have a, a, whole thir- a whole Tamina rant. So fuck you, Cliff. Fuck now, you. It's Cliff's oh. fault. No, 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 no. Oh, fuck you, Cliff. Just wait. No, hey, oh. you can respond to it after the show. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So we're I'll gonna move it. on. Um, <laughs> to the NXT Women's Championship match. This was the first time NXT had a uh, had a um, had a spotlight on WrestleMania. So we had Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. Um, if you heard the WrestleMania review show. Me, Idol, and uh, JJ here, we have learned our lesson. We know better. <laughs> we know better. <laughs> and that is to never bet against a flare. And I'm not just going to say Charlotte. A flare, period. <clears throat> and with that being said, the people in the three count who were correct on their prediction was myself, Chris Idol, and JJ. Now, Cliff has learned his lesson to not bet against a flare. And as we all seen and as we know, Charlotte Flair is your new NXT Women's Champion. So, with that being said, JJ, you can start. I'll follow you, then Idol, then... uh. Mr. Del Rio, who's not related to Alberto, and then Cliff, because you are a loser, you will be last. So go ahead, JJ. All right. So my rating for this match is A. I thought it was probably one of the best match, not including the cinematic matches of the card. Um, <clears throat> so that's how I'll put it, and I like to sing y'all a tune. Charlotte Flair and her mighty shit and her mighty shovel. Those are the pros of shovel. We'll get buried. Yeah. Captain America. 
anyway, so, oh, my, I dropped the microphone, guys, because I didn't know what the fuck that was, but, um, it was terrible, did you give your rating? Okay, so, um, I think this match was actually, I think was the best match of the whole weekend. Say it again, brother. Um, I think this match was the best match of the whole weekend. There we go. Give me up top. Yeah. So, um, I give this a 4.8 out of 5. Um, I enjoyed this match. Um, I was shocked that it started off night two, but it was a great way to start off night two. Um, like I said, you never bet against the flare and I don't bet against the flare anymore. That damn shovel. That damn shovel is a real shovel. And so, um, I enjoyed this match. Charlotte and Rhea could honestly wrestle for the rest of the year, and I'd perfectly be okay with it. Um, it like I said, it gets a 3.8 out of 5. Um, and I said 3.8, 4.8 out of 5. But this was a really good match. I enjoyed the match. I was invested in it, and, um, yeah, it gets a 4.8 out of 5. It's, like, a little shy from 5.5 because this was a diet WrestleMania, so, honestly, no match. I'm going to be honest with y'all. No match is going to get a 5 out of 5 for me (laughs) for this diet WrestleMania or WrestleMania light. So, but, yeah, I enjoyed the fuck out of it, man. Um, Charlotte won. As we all should have known, but yeah, what do you think, Idol? I think this match right here showed the entire world two things: one, you don't bet against the flare, and two, Charlotte showed she is the best women's wrestler on the planet. I'm going to give this four and three quarters. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Um, one of the best women's matches I've ever seen. Uh, it's certainly in the top five. Um, I loved everything about it, man. I, I really did. And I think while a lot of people would say, oh, maybe Rhea should have went over, we can debate whether that's true or not. But in defeat, I don't think Rhea looked weak. She took Charlotte to the limit, and, you know, Char- it, it, it could have went either way. It was one of those matches where through how they were working, how they were, you know, the structure of it, it was one of those where it's like, man, that one could have went either way, but because Charlotte's got that experience edge, she was able to pull out that victory. And, yeah, I just, I loved it. I don't, I don't have anything bad to say about it. They, they killed it. Justin? Yeah, uh, four out of five for the match. It was good. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really upset that Charlotte beat Rhea. But it is what it is. I guess you're right. You should never, you know, bet against, uh, Flair. No matter how much <laughs> I hate Charlotte. Um, woo! Woo! I- I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm now curious to see what Rhea's next steps are after this. Oh, it'd be interesting. So far out of five for me. All right, loser. I mean, I'm sorry, Cliff. <laughs> All right, well, fuck you. Anyway, four and three quarter stars. I like the match a lot. 
And I'll tell you, the moment that I realized that Rhea was losing the match, and it was even when we did the predictions, it was when she came out dressed as Vegeta from Dragon Ball, and I was deeply saddened by that. <laughs> she was going to lose regardless of what she wore. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> wow. I think this is the most hostile podcast we've done so far. <laughs> I agree. This has been extremely hostile, probably because it's Russell... I blame the coronavirus. That's what I'm gonna blame. Stuck <laughs> in the house all day. Niggas been stuck in the house. Like I don't, I don't know about you, Justin, but we gotta stay at home order, so we can't leave our houses unless it's like for essential shit, like going to the store or like you know, Justin and Cliff. They have their essential workers, so they have no choice but to leave their house. I Me. I mean, I, I mean, I just can't, like, everything else is closed, but like you said, just the stores. If I need to go get food, I go to the store, but I have nowhere else to go. <laughs> See, my job, my, listen, my job find a, found a loophole in the governor's order, so I still have to go to work. What do you do for And that? I'm a non-essential business. I'm a karate instructor, my guy. <laughs> and they found a loophole in the governor's order that says non-essential businesses can still work. By using minimal operation. So we film our, like, our, our karate classes via Zoom. And that's minimal operation. So I still go to work. But this, this nigga here, JJ, doesn't even have school. He has online school. But I blame coronavirus for this hostile show. And for ladies and gentlemen, the next couple of shows are going to be even more hostile. I just feel that way. So we're going to move on. To our last two matches, which are the world title matches. Well, I don't know if you call the universal world title, but... The galaxy title! Sure. So, with that being said, we have our next match. is the universal championship, which was defended Goldberg and, fuck him, Braun Strowman. I was the only one to predict this right. But I feel bad that I was right because I hate Braun Strowman. And I hate Goldberg. Fuck Braun Strowman because he had the nerve to talk shit about indie wrestlers. And fuck Goldberg because he's like 50-something years old and only does a spear and a jackhammer because it's all the fuck he can do. But anyway, he can barely do a jackhammer. But like That's I said, all he could do in 1998 as well. Exactly, and it's 2020, and he can still only do that. I was the only one to predict Braun Strowman taking the title, so I'll start off. Cliff, you can go after me. Justin, you'll go after Cliff. JJ, you'll go after Justin. And Chris Idol, you'll lead us on the back end. Um, This match gets a... Fucking dud! <laughs> what the fucking fuck was this? Let's be completely honest. What the fuck is the point of a finishing move if we just do it four times in a row? Let me... I want to ask the audience and our listeners. So if you listen to this podcast and you have any... Honestly, if you have anything to say about what we said, please... Tweet us at three count underscore pod, Instagram us, Facebook us. We want to know what you have to say. But I want to challenge anyone who listens to tell me what is the point 
of a finisher if it doesn't finish the match? What's the point? If we do it four times in a row, it's not a finisher. It's a signature. Am I right or am I wrong? Wrong. Shut the fuck up, JJ. You're like 18 and don't know shit. Anyway. Oh, my God. These guys did spear after spear after spear, then power slam after power slam. And we're going to get into the WWE title match later. But, and I have the same thing about that match. But what the fuck is the point? What's the point of a finisher if it doesn't finish the match? And that's not even for this match. That's for wrestling, period. For wrestling in general. Why do we have finishing moves if we do them 16 fucking times in a match? This match gets a fucking dud. Because of the simple fact that there was no wrestling. This was literally WWE 2K20, and I had my finishers at, like, unlimited, and I kept hitting the fucking triangle button and hitting my finisher on you. So the fuck what Braun Strowman took the title off of Goldberg? It doesn't get him fucking over. He's not over. It's fucking two years too fucking late. Three. Three years. That makes it even fucking worse. Like, come on, man. Like, I understand that Vince is probably pissed at... Go ahead, say your nickname. Big Daddy Roman. That he bailed out on WrestleMania because he has leukemia, even though Vince has no right to be mad. But, for Christ's sake, like, this match, honestly, was absolutely asinine. It was asinine to the point of, why the fuck am I watching this? That's where I felt like. That's why I give it a fucking, what did it say? D-U-D. Dud. Fucking stupid. I hate these fucking matches that we, you know, with Goldberg and Brock and all these old guys that just do... Finisher after finisher after finisher, and we're just going to act like it just, you know, that means something. That's not wrestling. That's fucking video game wrestling. That's what the fuck Jim Cornette be going the fuck off on. And that's why Jim Cornette low-key has a point with fucking shit that he says, because it makes no fucking sense. Anyway, who's next? I don't even know who's fucking next. Yeah, for sure Cliff is next. I said Cliff was next. Cliff, go ahead. I didn't rip the fucking page out that said John Cena because it's so fucking pissed off. So I'm going to give the match a, a one star. Um, You're fucking nice, Cliff. Be honest. Be honest. <laughs> don't give it a one because you have to be different and give a different opinion for the sake of the podcast. Be Fucking honest. Alright, I'm gonna give it a half a star. But here's here's the issue that I have, right? So it's funny because you bring it up. Goldberg's finisher was never the spear, but he hit it like forty fucking times in a match, so it might as well have been. 
Um, and Braun, like, I don't understand, like, why he power slammed Goldberg six times. Like, it just, that didn't make sense either. Like, I get it. I get what a finisher is supposed to do. But I don't think Goldberg was going to kick out of the first one. Like, I would have just written it off. A 50-fucking-year-old man! Yeah, that's my point. Like, it is what it is. Uh, half a star. Hey, it is what it is. Congrats to Ron, I guess, for winning, but, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Go ahead, Justin. Um, yeah, I, I give it no stars, Dud. Uh, Thank you, sir. Thank you for being honest, okay? I want to applaud you. If everyone in the three can give him a round of applause for being fucking honest. Um, it's a fucking what? So. D U D. It it was boring. Uh, it it didn't need to happen. Uh, Braun Strowman winning was way long overdue, and I don't don't think he's gonna hold that title out very long at all. So, Dud, this is a boring match. Go ahead, uh, Chris Idol. Uh, yeah, I gotta give it a dud. This match didn't do anything for me. Uh, props to Braun, and I, I, I know you hate Bill, but I, I like Goldberg, but this didn't do it for me. I gotta give it a, uh, the good old D-U-D. <laughs> Go ahead, JJ. Okay, so, um... <clears throat> I'm just, like, I usually typically use letter grades to describe matches, but I'm actually going to follow the rules for once, and I'm going to give it a fucking dud! Thank you! But hold on, I want to continue this rant, I want to continue this rant, real quick, wait a minute, hold on, no, you can, you can, put, you can put it down, Chad. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave my dud okay. sign up, because I want everyone to understand how <laughs> fucking stupid that this shit was. And that creative, I don't give a fuck, um, give me the microphone real quick. I don't give a fuck how fucking at the last minute that they had that, you know, that Roman Reigns pulled out. You know, praise God that he did pull it out because he was actually smart and gave a fucking shit about his family and the people that he came in contact with to not wrestle. But this shit was absolutely Stupid. God. All right, so here's here's why I'm going right. to I'm going to try to put it in a nice way possible. Now, you see, we did a universal title match for this, right? We saw Goldberg beat The Fiend. I think what really hurts the most is that The Fiend's character is, is kind of fucked in a way. Um, you lose to Goldberg, right, and, like, two spears and whatever the hell the jackhammer was, right? And then on that... Uh, Goldberg gets beat by Braun Strowman. So are you technically saying Braun Strowman is stronger than the Fiend per se? I mean, I know they're going to have a match, but it just it just hurts because it's like this match shouldn't have been for the title. The this title shouldn't have even been on Goldberg. And what makes it even worse is I ha- I found out a rumor that Goldberg refused to lose to the Fiend because Goldberg, motherfucking Oldberg. Is a fucking old ass piece of decrepit shit. Continues, JJ. Um, I like Goldberg personally, but the thing I think is, he, his years, his his years are b- behind him, 
if if you wanted to wrestle so bad, you should have never quit in 2003. But no, because Big Daddy Vince didn't, you know, he bought WCW and treated the, WW, the WCW stars like shit. Oh, we're not going to go. I'm going to sit on my ass because of the Turner Con... Fuck Goldberg! Continue, JJ. But yeah, I just feel like it just ruins The Fiend in a way. Because The Fiend should have never lost to Goldberg. And yeah, this was shitty. Uh, Braun's going to lose the title to The Fiend in like a couple weeks. So like, Braun's title is going to matter. It's not. What what did this accomplish? Absolutely fucking nothing because Braun Strowman is still not over. Yeah, it's just like Lance Archer is not over with Jake oh. the Snake as his manager. Yes, I said it. Damn. But We're yeah, talking uh, about WrestleMania, Chaz. Lost my headphone. Can't fucking hear and shit. But, but, but yeah, that, that's we're gonna we're gonna leave it just like that. And yeah, I don't even know who's fucking next. Somebody say something. Okay, so we're gonna transition over. We're going to the WWE Championship match. No, nigga, the motherfucker. Everyone didn't say their point. This is why you're not the host. Who didn't go yet? Raise their hand. I was the last person to go. You were the last person. Yes. Oh, oh, never mind. He was. This WrestleMania has pissed me off so fucking much, y'all. This is the most hostile episode of the three. I've lost pages in my three-count notebook. Ladies and gentlemen, the main event of WrestleMania is the WWE Championship, and that is Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre. Do it right. You gotta say Brock. I'm not Paul Heyman, so I'm not going to say it like Paul Heyman. Yeah, I'm not can't gonna, pull it off. I'm not going to disrespect Paul Heyman because I absolutely adore and love Paul Heyman. So, the WWE Heavyweight Championship of the World, um, Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre. I'm the only one to get this match right because all you all are haters. Um... <laughs> So I'll start off. Cliff, you'll follow me. Justin, you'll follow Cliff. Um, Chris Isle, you'll follow Mr. Del Rio, not related to Alberto. And oh, then, JJ, you will uh, get us on the back end. This was also bullshit. They tried to trick you, though. They tried to trick you with some with some actual maybe match bullshit. But what did we see? A bunch of F5s. And guess what? He kicked out. No, it's not even that he kicked out, Chaz. Say it. He fucking kicked out. No, 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 no. What? What do you want me to say? He kicked out at one. He kicked out. You're right. He kicked out at one. And for ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, wrestling involves a three count. Like the show title, three count. Uno, dos, tres, one, two, three, under, trois. I said it in three different languages. Oh, I got the last one. That's French. Yeah, exactly. If you didn't understand, <laughs> he kicked out at one. He then buried every motherfucker that ever wrestled Brock Lesnar in the past 18 
fucking years. But it's okay because he won. Drew McIntyre won. He got his victory. He's the chosen one. Blah, 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 blah. This match in itself. Do it. Do it. Gets a dud. A fucking dud. You would think I'd give it at least a one star because Drew McIntyre got his W. But no. Because what's the fucking point? Like I said before, of a fucking finisher. I want every person that listens to this podcast to tweet us, to Facebook us, to Instagram us, and give me an answer to what's the point of a finisher if it doesn't finish the match. Exactly. Because of everyone's silence means there is no point. So when I go wrestle after the COVID-19 pandemic ends, I'm going to keep on doing the super kick or the styles clash 16 times. What the the point of a finisher? Okay, well, you use the styles clash as a terrible example. AJ no, Styles is not gonna hit. But shit, you get my real related to Alberto. You get my point. Don't yell at the guy. Yeah, on, you know, it, on the it, circumstance, Cliff is out here laying on his couch like he's at a. At, at a no, I cannot. My fiance just pulled out, or you know, I'm gonna let put anyone on the guest. She's like, calm down, Chance. I can't calm down because I care too much about wrestling and I enjoy this too much because they have shitted on the business. It's almost ten o'clock. Too fucking bad. Are you talking <laughs> about are you talking about all finishers or just some? Wrestling of fucking finishers. Are you talking about all wrestling or just some occasions? God damn it. I don't know. I'm so mad because finishers mean nothing in WWE. No, not even in wrestling. Finishers mean absolutely nothing. Super kick party. A man named Shawn Michaels finished matches with a fucking kick to the jaw. And what do the Young Bucks do? Do it... 17 times a match, and we call it a fucking seven-star match. This is definitely like a conversation for another time. It is. But I have been started. But back to the point, it gets a dud. Go ahead, JJ, because I can't do this. Uh, okay. Um, Chez has said everything that I was going to say, and... I'm not going to use my letter grades for this. It The match itself is a dud. I'm happy that Drew won, but it's still a dud. They tried to throw smoke screens at you like, hey, hey, we, we did the right thing. We, we, we got the right champion. So love us and bring this up. No, 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 no. This is a dud. There's no, there's no point in having a finisher if he doesn't finish the match. There's not even that. It's the fact that this man, Brock, hit, like, four f five, So, basically, he did F F20. And 
True still. <laughs> oh, I get it. I get that. Math. I get it. Math. <laughs> I can't believe I, you know, did the right multiplication. But yes, it, it, it wasn't good. Him kicking out at one in the F5, like Chess said, it buries every single body that got hit with an F5. It buries Samoa Joe, who took like one F5, and then that was it. But let's not get started. Um, so yeah, different conversation for another time. Yes, yeah, conversation for another time. Yeah, he's he's literally raging. Calm your nerves. Yeah. He's probably gonna be like drinking nonstop for the rest of the night. But yeah, this was this was a dud. I'm happy Drew won. It sucks that he didn't have it in front of fans, but this match still fucking sucks. Go ahead, Cliff. God. Fucking damn it. In the interest of uh, fairness, I'm going to give this a uh, half a star as well. Uh, you're right. Nice. Uh, yeah, whatever. So <laughs> I have to just give it half a star. It is what it is. Glad Drew won. Glad the title's off of uh, Brock. Hopefully we can just see the titles more often on TV. That's all I care about. Next. Go ahead. Um... Mr. Uh, Del Rio, not related to Alberto. Yeah, no, dud, dud match. Good for Lesnar, though. I mean, good for um, McIntyre. Dud match, good for McIntyre. Um, I just, I have no rating for it. Mr. Chris Idol. Uh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta agree. Um, I think I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go half a star. You're being too fucking more, nice. There were more moves. Absolutely too fucking nice. Because you're one. That why you give it half a star. There was, more, there was more substance to this match than there was the Braun Goldberg match. And I'm a big Drew fan, so I was happy he won. So I give it a half star. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the WrestleMania. So. I'm going to, right now, if I can find my fucking notes, if I didn't rip it out my fucking book. Can we hook Chaz up to a blood pressure monitor for, like, the next few weeks? <laughs> During these, uh, tapings? So, just so we can see how high it gets by the end. <laughs> for the 12, I think this is episode 12 for us. I don't even fucking know, but I have never been so upset and so rant in any of the fucking episodes we have done for this fucking diet WrestleMania show that we had. Anyway, so I'm going to give us the percentage for everyone that was on their predictions. So, Cliff. Your predictions from out of 16 matches, you were a correct was 43%. Sweet. JJ, you have at a 50%. Correct. Yes, I beat Cliff. That's all that matters. <laughs> Chris Idol, you were a 56% correct. Okay. And last but not least, myself, I was at a 62%. Oh, you rigged it. I did not. You rigged it. You knew the matches before they happened. Yes. You rigged it. You're a booker for WWE. You suck. 
Yeah, like my <laughs> prove that I'm not. I so wasn't, I wasn't in the last podcast and I didn't give my predictions, but yeah. So with that being said, if you get over a fifty percent, if you get a fifty that does not count, you get a W. So with that being said, for the year so far. Me and Chris Seidel are 1-0 and with predictions, whereas Cliff and JJ, you are 0-1. and I'm 1-0 over Cliff, so that's all that matters. Yeah, whatever, as far as percentage-wise. But, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to keep track for the rest of the pay-per-views as far as wrestling throughout the year. And at the end of the year, we're going to see who gets the, who, who, you know, who booked the rest, you know, who booked the show the best. So sometime, you know, towards the end of the year, we'll get a whole little trophy. I'm not going to get a trophy, but a recognition for getting the most right at this point of juncture. Um, This is the conclusion of our WrestleMania review. So, with that being said, I want to give a huge thank you to Justin Del Rio for uh, coming on the show right now and listening to my rant of the diet WrestleMania, too big for one night. Thank you so Uh much for having me, dude. It was last minute. It wasn't even planned. It was just... You're right. It wasn't. But listen, man, you're always, like I said, you're always welcome at any point in time, man. You're always welcome on this show. Thank you. Thank you're, you. you are a personal yeah, friend. After all, after all that yelling you did, he he probably doesn't want to come back. He'll probably not <laughs> come back. Hopefully the next time you come back, I'm not as, like, rant, like, hostile as this one. You, you just caught me on, like, a real special day. It's all good, man. It, we're in the top time right now. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> let your anger out. Like, but yeah, man, you're you're welcome any any time. You want to come on the show? You let me, Cliff, uh, Chris, Idol, JJ. You know, you know. Let us know you're on here, no matter what, man. You're Got a friend you. of the podcast. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for being on here. Um, yeah, man. Thank you. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, um, April twentieth episode of the Three Count. Um, Big Ben Bishop, uh, Ben Bishop will be on the show. He's going to be, you know, be on the show. Our first indie wrestler, our first, no, I'm not going to say indie wrestler. Our first wrestler, period, is going to be on the show joining us on the three count. So that's something special. Um, I had Izzy that day. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah, I got Izzy Uh, that day. Also, the three count super pod greatest wrestler of all time is dropping this Wednesday. So you're hearing this episode on a Monday, and that is the 13th of April. So you're hearing this episode on the 13th, but guess what? Two days later, the the final brackets of the Super Pod will be dropping. So you'll find out who from the three count, Nerds of Wrestling, Frank and Culture, and No Spots, podcast will be giving you who is their greatest wrestler of all time so you don't want to miss that also we will be here next week as always giving you 
entertainment, because that's what the fuck this is at this point, entertainment, debating everything that is wrestling, because we are a debate podcast. So I just want to say thank you to everyone who has listened and stuck with the three counts so far. We've started in January, and I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, and I can speak for everyone here, the three count, we appreciate everyone. We appreciate everyone who listens, who subscribes, who comments, everything. We appreciate it. So, with that being said, we want to also thank Hollow Drive for their official theme for the Red Dogs uh, power rankings because that is now a staple here on three count. And my name is Chaz Evans here with Justin Del Rio, Chris Idol, JJ, and the Red Dog. We are here with three count saying so long, have a wonderful day, and we'll see you next week on the three count. Thanks, guys. Have a great night. And nobody's meaner than Tamina. I should have used Tamina, damn it. <laughs> oh, his wrong button. How's it going, guys? Oh, wow, Cliff left. I don't think he meant to leave. I don't think he mean, meant to leave. Was yep. he bad? Yeah, hit the wrong button. My bad. <laughs> it's all good. Jesus.